children, and welcome to the very brand newest installment of the very bestest horror movie review podcast in all the goddamn land. Why, it's dead and lovely. Here with the host with the most, it is I, the one who is known as Uncle Ben, and I'm joined by... Little Steve X. I got tractors on my horse and horses on my tractor. None of that, tractor, absolutely tractor, not. Tractor, That's quite enough. A tractor. <laughs> if That's you, a fucking song. If you're not careful with that, you're going to end up with a fucking gigantic monster hit song and you're going to have to leave yeah. the podcast. You're going to have to hang out with Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Excuse me. You're going to get to hang out with Billy Ray. His verse Thank on you. that song actually is better. <laughs> But to be fair, he probably had songwriters working with him and yeah, Lil Nas yeah. X was just some dude fucking around on SoundCloud. How is that a real thing? It's Cause, very real. Because a, a, a guy was like, you know, these country musicians make a lot of money and all they talk about is horses, tractors, and fucking Wrangler jeans. Boobies. And boobies. Boobies. He says the word boobies in when that When is the song. last time anybody and boobies. has had the word boobies in a song? Oh, God. Anyway, he just noticed that it's real easy to trick redneck. It's real easy. Step three, profit. We should start a second podcast just to trick rednecks. Just call it like <laughs> Wrangler Cast or whatever. I don't know. Just, and we can just, all we have to do is some satire satire yeah yeah and then boom millions they love them some racist assholes well guys thanks so much for listening <laughs> to this episode yep. this has been great it's you guys over. be sure to tune into the new show tune into dead and racist uh wrangling and strangling wrangling and strangling <laughs> i don't know yeah. <laughs> steve how you been doing this week man um all right man yeah just all right okay. jesus style i'm just all right yeah just jesus about like style. a jesus okay yeah because it's spring so it's like you know fuck my sinuses or whatever oh but, yeah yeah um, trees are out there just skeeting all over oh, skeet skeet motherfucker tree beards out there like oh skeet 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 <laughs> in oh. old English, that sounds a little different but yeah it's what he's saying yeah the meaning is identical it takes a long time to say it but it takes a longer time to do it oh lord at mercy it takes them three seasons to build up their spur <laughs> that's true it's quite a long time now that's what I call foreplay <laughs> <laughs> Three whole seasons of it Just before they let it all loose And get mm-hmm. that full release They're always just covering bees in their skeet <laughs> Oh, they nasty My core Just covered Yeah, everywhere. gross, damn Yeah, springtime in Tennessee is a pollinous affair, mm-hmm. man I have and been it, getting ravaged myself It is very interesting that we have those trees That smell like cum Yeah, the what Bradford pear Bradford pear God damn it, I hate those fucking trees mm-hmm. They are so gross they yeah, aren't they like bad yeah apparently the, they're very bad for the yeah. ecosystem and they like yeah. they uh, i guess they for die. our ecosystem yeah, yeah yeah they die in only like seven or eight years yeah you have to dig them up and all this kind of stuff yeah not good not good fuck a bradford pear fuck a bradford pear man that's dead and lovely stance <laughs> fuck you <laughs> bradford pears. Has very few stances on things but one of them is fuck a bradford pear yeah and delilah we hate no, fuck delilah. delilah that's high on our list fuck, too it's fuck delilah fuck trump and fuck a bradford pear <laughs> <laughs> what you been up to this week Steve? oh man uh well we uh you know for for the game of thrones we got oh, the hbo yes. back yeah yeah uh, like everybody couple, else in America. Like everybody else for a couple months. And so I just went wild and started watching everything on HBO. You went hog wild. You went hog wild. Well, let me ask you first. Did you watch a Game of Thrones this week? This oh, of course it is. Episode yeah. two. Yep. Again, we're not going to spoil it up here for no. you real bad or anything like that because it's yeah, too soon. It. 
I thought it was soon, fucking man. awesome, man. I liked it. Me too. People were complaining, not a lot of action. It's like, they go fuck themselves, dude. Who cares? You got to spend time. You got to spend good quality time with these characters you that have been in your people, life for like eight years. Yeah. You and they're going to see people finally interact yeah. that you've wanted to see interact. And, and they're all going to die soon. That's true. A whole like, lot of them are going to die. Yeah. It's like, I'm glad they kind of gave us a minute here just to like, mm. hey, let's chill and watch these characters just interact. Yeah. I was And have it. some good writing and also mm. have these, these actors who've been playing these characters for so long that yeah. they know them inside now. Just let them be these characters yeah, for a little have while, some man. fun. Aria stuff was awesome. Yeah, All the stuff of course with Tor- it was. Tormund stuff. Tormund's the best. Also awesome. I love yeah. that they they obviously know that the the Tormund and uh, Brienne stuff is a mega fan favorite. Oh, so yeah. Let's just give them a little bit more of that. Yeah. Let's just give yeah. them a little bit more of that. Like you keep teasing us with it. I don't care if it ever happens. It's fun. Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling next week is just going to be completely buck wild. Yeah. I bet it's we're going to get the carpet ripped out. Big long battle probably. Yeah. yeah. And I bet we're going to see some like major casualties like as oh, soon yeah. as next week. Mm, a bunch. Yeah. Like, I, I imagine the episode will be hard to take. Yeah. I bet Mad-Eye Moody is out. <laughs> Mad-Eye Moody is definitely out. They killed Mad-Eye Moody. Do it, and I bet... I haven't even seen him. <laughs> Major change from the books. Major change. Major change. <laughs> Admiral Akbar is going to go out off screen, I'm obviously, sure. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> it's a trap. He'll say... Yeah, I've been uh, I've been stoked on this season though, man. I can't wait to see what they do next. So, what else you been watching on a on a HBO home okay, box so, office? Um, I watched a movie for a future episode, and uh, that was on HBO. Yes. And then I, right after that, I was like, man, I just want to fucking take advantage of HBO while I have it. Sure. So I watched some newer movies um, that I kind of was interested in seeing, but wasn't going to go out to the theaters to see. Okay. I watched Tag. Tag, which I heard was really funny. It was. It was fun. Yeah. Funny. Um, had a little bit of heartwarming Aww. ending and whatnot. But, okay. Uh, worth a watch? Worth a watch, yeah. It's fine. I mean, if you got HBO for Game of Thrones, yeah. throw it on. All right. You then don't maybe. have to pay absolute attention to it. Maybe I'll do that yeah. then. Uh, but yeah, John Hamm was great in it. Jake Johnson. Funny. Oh yeah, John Hamm is in it. Mm-hmm. He's awesome in everything. Hannibal's man. awesome in it. It's, it's a funny, funny movie. All right. Um... Then I watched Ocean's 8. Okay, this is the one where it's like... Ladies. The lady version. Mm-hmm. I was skeptical going into this because I thought it just seemed like a completely ubiquitous, like, we made the same movie, but this time with girls, so a new audience will watch it and we can make more money. But that is was it? the Ocean's movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> except with boys. Yeah, except, well, <laughs> they were a remake of their own. We yeah. remade this old thing, but with new things yeah. instead. That way new people will see uh, the, it. I did have one problem with Ocean's 8, and it's that they keep dealing with the specter of the other Oceans movies, and it's like, just forget about it. Nobody gives a fuck. Like, yeah. you don't have to keep mentioning Danny Ocean's untimely demise or whatever. Like, right, yeah. They didn't even make it a joke or anything. That would have been funny if they were talking about him being dead and then, you know, it was just a joke. Yeah. But the whole time, it's just like, my brother Danny, he would be here and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, just stop mentioning it. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just an Ocean's movie and it's fun. Right. Well, that's the thing is like, I love I love a good heist flick. I love mm-hmm. the first Ocean's Eleven. It's yeah. like, I mean, legit one of my favorite movies. Uh-huh. I love it. Other ones, not really not very great. good. No, but they're still fun. Okay. So how is this one compared to like Ocean's 12 or 13 or whatever? I'd say it's on 12 level. Okay. So yeah. good, but not as good as like 11 yeah. or something. No, yeah, not as good as 11. No. Okay. But again, but, uh, more than watch. Sarah Paulson's great in it. I really loved her. Uh, oh, Anne Hathaway's awesome in it. Oh, yeah, it's got Anne yeah. Hathaway. Yeah, 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 she's really good in it. If you don't like Anne Hathaway, maybe you'll like her in this because she's much less uh, 
I don't know. I don't know why people don't like Anne Hathaway. I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna say, like, I think she's fine. I think she's fine. I was talking to somebody the other day. She's funny. Just like, I hate her. I can't stand her. It's like, wh what the fuck did she ever do to you? Yeah. What a bitch. Yeah. She's so pretty. <laughs> Damn. How dare she? <laughs> um. But yeah, like it was good. I Sandra Bullock. She's uh, America's sweetheart. America's sweetheart. She's she's not really like she's the Danny Ocean in it, and so. She's not really Sandra Bullock so much as she's Sandra Bullock trying to be George Clooney and then Kate Blanchett's trying to be Brad Pitt. And mm. it, it's a little weird, but it, like all the surrounding cast of characters are really good. Okay. Is she trying to, to bust her openly neo-Nazi husband out of prison? Is that what she's trying to do <laughs> That's in her ex-husband now. Ex-husband? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> That's the plot. Yeah, that's the plot. Um... <laughs> Then I watched, and this one's a good one, Blockers. Okay, so this is the one that I thought just seemed like a total cop-out because I couldn't call it Cock Blockers, I Right, assume. right, right. Yeah. About parents trying to keep their they kids They should have just fucking. went with a completely different title because that did, I think, push people away from what was legit a good movie. Is it actually? Yeah, yeah. It was one the, of those I didn't think looked like it was going to be good at all. It was really good. I liked it. I mean, it's raunchy in fun ways, uh, you know. John Cena butt chugging, etc. <laughs> okay, I'm on board. Uh huh. You had me at John Cena butt chugging. Yeah, Ike Barinholtz is awesome in it. Um, but it's really it's the girls that are the best in it. Huh? Um, they're so awesome. Okay. They're very funny. Like it's like a teen raunchy comedy from the perspective of the parents mm -hmm. and with m more realistic teenagers. Okay. It's fun. I liked it. All right. That um, was one of those. I was just not sure if it was going to be worth my time or not. It actually, the main story of it with Leslie Mann and I can't remember who played her daughter, that reminded me very much of Lady Bird. Okay, which is awesome. Which yeah. is great. But with the mom being a little less abrasive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, I mean, uh, Pamela Adlon's daughter is one of the, I can't remember her first name. Fuck. She's great. And yeah. she, she's uh, Ike Barinholtz's daughter in, in the movie and she's gay. Okay. And it's, I think it's a real good story. I think like, her, like her development, her arc, and then like the arc with John Cena's daughter, who's like really sporty, mm -hmm. but like also wants to fuck, you know? So like, <laughs> it, it, it's a really cool, interesting like dynamic between parents. It really did seem like it was just going to be a raunchy comedy, but actually ended up being a pretty good movie. Well, enough about this good stuff you've been watching. You watched anything that you just fucking hated that was a pile <laughs> yes, of shit? I did. Two things. <laughs> Hit me. So after I watched Vlockers, turned uh, somebody had recommended to me Ready Player One several times. Okay, well, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know, know who that would be. Not sure. I made it two hours. So you made and it, and I turned it off two thirds of the way through. Two the movie. thirds of the way through the movie, and I at two hours was like, I legit don't care about anybody in this movie. I don't have to finish it. So. You weren't even invested enough after you watched two hours to even find out what happened if you stuck around one more hour. I'm not even sure what I was supposed to be caring about. See, the thing about it is, is you know, I read the book yeah. before I saw it, and the book is, like, really good and really fun. Right. And, uh, yeah, generally just a quality, a quality entertaining read. Yeah. So, for me, it's like, 
I was watching the movie understanding who these characters were beyond what they were showing. So you me. already care about them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's kind of like when you watch, you know, like we talked about that third Harry Potter movie. Right. It must not make any sense to you if you yeah, if you haven't read, read the, books. the books, it's gibberish. So I could imagine seeing this movie if you hadn't read the books and being like, none of these characters have any yeah. fucking personality whatsoever. They don't in the, the movie. They don't spend any time developing no. those people. The main character in it is so fucking lifeless. The whole yes. movie. He really is. Yeah. I can see why you had a hard time caring about any of them, really. Yeah. I watched it. I mean, for two hours, it was like, okay, like cool visual stuff and whatnot. But I just wasn't attached to any of it. I can understand that. It was like right when sort of when they got to The Shining. I was going to ask if you got to that. I got to that and I was watching it and I was like, this should be more exciting for me. (laughs) It's not. Uh, and so I turned that off and then turned on Jurassic World 2, <laughs> which I made it 10 minutes into before I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I like that you I went from the that first... to that. Yeah. Wow. It, it was, yeah. I went from the Steven Spielberg property to a Steven Spielberg property. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously, I, I didn't give Jurassic World 2 a chance because I don't even know why I turned it on. I right. hated Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah. I hated I I hated part two and three of Jurassic Park. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't good. even know what I'm invested in at this point. <laughs> so I'm ten minutes in, and I was like, "No, stop! Just you don't have to do this." That's the thing is, like, ultimately with with any of them, if yeah. you turn on any of them, you know, two, three, Jurassic World, one, two, mm-hmm. you would just have a better time if you just turned it off mm-hmm. and watched the first one yep. again. Just rewatch the first one. Yeah, it's it, like they all try to follow the same beats as the first one. You can't recapture that magic. You can't recapture. You cannot. It's never, never going to be as good. And, you know, they completely missed the uh, lesbian woman empowerment storyline that the person has woven through it. That's true. You know? Uh More details on that. Let's start Jurassic Uh Park episode. Then rate and review on iTunes. Man, that was a long, long time ago we did that episode. Yeah, it was. Mm It's a fun one, though. Ow, my dino head. (laughs) That oh, my dino head. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, that, that movie is not great. It's not. It okay. has a few kind of themes that they sort of dabble with later on that are kind of interesting. Yeah. But overall, I, I Don't wouldn't they make like, a good movie. I mean, they already made a super dinosaur, but they make like more super dinosaurs. Yeah, they make a super duper dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, it's totally different than in the so third wait, one. Does, does like the velociraptor or whatever jump on the... in? The T-Rex is back, and then the T-Rex jumps on Indominus Rex's back, mm-hmm. and then they fight this new one. Oh, and then they fuck. Yeah. <sighs> and then that makes the Super Duper Ultra. Seriously. The only th- reason to watch Jurassic World 2 would have been if they put guns on the dinosaurs. You know, that was actually an original yeah. uh, plot well, we they talked had. about this before. Around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, like, if they had done that, it's a new wrinkle worth watching. Instead of, we got super duper dinosaurs this what were, time. What were those fucking toys that we had when we were kids? That, that like The dinosaurs that had... I don't remember yeah, what that was. Yeah, they had like rocket launchers and armor and stuff. <sighs> Fuck. There's what like was dino called? saucers. But yeah. I don't think that was That it. wasn't it, no. It was the ones that were older than that. Uh-huh. So they were in the 80s. Wasn't it a cartoon that was yeah. like real short-lived? Yeah. Somebody right now is listening to the show just yeah. pounding their fists, being like, Because they're guys. wearing paraphernalia from the show and you zoom out and they have posters all over their wall (laughs) they're currently (laughs) masturbating onto Uh one of the figures listening to us i feel (laughs) i feel like we've really made it we got that guy to stop watching that show for a couple hours and jerking 
off on that action figure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I had time to watch a couple of good things this week, Steve. Yeah. I watched, uh, yeah, like I said, the new Game of Thrones. I watched that wow. movie that we're doing for a future episode, right. which we'll talk about when we get there. Right, right. No spoilers. Nope. I watched The Sacrament. Oh, yeah. The other night. Right, right. I had the, some time. That's Ty West, yeah. Jim Jones type of thing. Right? Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, like, I'm just a ginormous fan of The House of the Devil. Right. The Innkeepers, I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went into the sacrament hoping to, to capture some of that Ty West magic. Uh-huh. Didn't really love it. You did? I didn't really love it. That's a shame. It has some okay things in it, but yeah. I'll tell you, for one... Didn't need to make it a found footage movie. You didn't like that. See, I liked that. They made it like a Vice thing. Have you ever watched any yeah. Vice yeah, stuff? Yeah. It really did seem to me like it was a Vice sort of thing. Yeah. But then so it be came like, off right. But then there'd be like camera shots and stuff that clearly were not like a found footage. Well, the, it's a professional camera operator. Yes. But then it'd be well, it no, it like is. that's like the idea is that they're yeah. they're a, a journalism crew, so he actually knows how to operate the camera. Yeah. Which is basically what all found footage movies are now. Right. They always just have some excuse for why somebody's really good with right. the camera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also don't really think they they needed to like make it not about Jonestown. It's like it was so very obviously right. in so yeah. many ways just they didn't about didn't really Jim change Jones. anything. Yeah, exactly. It's like at that point, why not why not just make a scary movie that's about the final days of Jonestown? Well, because it gives Is that freedom. disrespectful to the survivors' families and stuff? Maybe I don't, I don't know, know if it'd be any more disrespectful than making a movie that's basically the exact same thing. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. You just don't have any wiggle room yeah. with you know what you can say and what happens. Like you wouldn't have any wiggle room on what your your prophet Messiah guy says, and Jim Jones wasn't saying things that sounded ominous mm-hmm. so like you wouldn't have an ominous leader you'd have a guy who suddenly is like fuck they're gonna get us we all have to die yeah drink that flavor aid. which isn't a horror movie that's it, i guess that would be why it's yeah. not a horror movie unless you change it some i guess so. otherwise it just like it is horrific yeah yeah but it's not much of a horror movie i guess it doesn't help that just a couple months ago i listened through that that last podcast right. and left like four part jonestown right. series so you're like this is inaccurate well i got like really invested in it like yeah. that, that that series was just downright fascinating mm-hmm. it really 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 was so yeah. fucked up and so weird and just so strange to hear this this tale of this like mass hypnosis of disenfranchised right. people that just got under this guy's wing and gave mm. him everything. Yeah. And then all killed themselves just because he said to. Yeah. Well, some of them didn't kill themselves. Some of them were just flat out, you know, murdered. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that is true. Yeah. yeah. But it was really interesting. So, yeah, it probably didn't help that I just recently developed this huge fascination in all of right. it. So it may be a little underwhelming. But I don't know. It was okay. I still want Ty West to make a million more movies like Me House too. of the Devil. <laughs> just more of that. You please. just want more House of the more Devil. More 80s style stuff, man. Because uh, he does it so I well. I really liked his... You gotta watch his Western in a Valley of Violence. I remember you talking about how good, good that one. was. Mm-hmm. So, see, Ethan Hawke, I think, is in that. Ethan Hawke's in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tyson Farmiga. Uh, oh, oh uh, awesome. John Travolta. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Me well, John Travolta. I got a gun. I'm in a Western. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's how we I'm in this gun because I'm a werewolf. Oh, God. Shot <laughs> in the face. 
It's like, you can't just reuse lines from Pulp Fiction, sir. It's it's not going to happen. <laughs> awesome. We'll, we'll tell you one really fun thing that we did, though, over uh, last week there is we did our annual Easter family vacation. Oh, damn. Where we go up to a cabin with my wife's family and some family mm-hmm. friends that we've known forever. Right. And we basically we all just... Murder a homeless person. Yeah, we murder a bum <laughs> to start with, like you do. This is America, am I right? Yeah. After all. Right. And then after that's out of the way, we just pretty much spend the weekend just laying around and eating and drinking and yeah. playing games and mm-hmm. so forth. Sounds fun. Had a great time. Just a real relaxing, laid-back kind of time, which was very good considering how hectic things have been here lately. It's I, been a hect. Yeah, it has. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this. We played ourselves a game what I had never played before. What it were? That is an immediate favorite. Have you ever played the card game known as Exploding Kittens? No. It's by... Well, the art is Man, by the guy that does the oatmeal. Like, you know, the comic strip and stuff. Oh, oatmeal. okay. I was like, the Quaker Oats artist? <laughs> yeah, it's done by that guy. Wilfred Brimley <laughs> from the commercials. Wilfred Brimley yeah. drew the Quaker Oats guy. <laughs> <laughs> but this card game, Exploding Kittens, is just insanely fucking awesome. awesome. It's one of those that you can pick up and start playing really quickly. Mm-hmm. It has all kinds of opportunities to, like, fuck each other over. Oh, no, Okay. Uh, but there's also like a lot of strategy involved. Mm-hmm. I love this. Dude, it is so good. Everybody go by Exploding Kittens if you like playing I was going to say, oh, my wife and I can play it with my in-laws. They yeah. love playing card games, but they said you can fuck each other over. And they don't play card games that way. Oh, really? <laughs> they too like, nice. They're too nice. Too Mormon. Well, it's like my father-in-law wouldn't. I, I feel like no matter what. Yeah. In a card game, if he could beat his wife, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, she was nowhere near winning. Yeah. Then he's like, okay, well, I'll win. Mercy kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's, like, a lot of... And my, my mother-in-law does this... Uh, she does this thing where she just, like, tries to cheat in the most, like, passive way. Okay. Where she's just, like... Gosh, I just wish somebody had some sevens. It's just like <laughs> looking Aww. at our family members like, hmm, I birthed you. <laughs> Remember it's when I did cute, that? It's cute, but it's also like, no, but she's for real. She does want you to cheat for her. <laughs> she's trying to win here. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, get yourself an exploding kitten. It that sounds great. Yeah. Nothing but a good time. Steve, I need me to uh, pull. Are yeah, you, I was going to say I'm parched. Yeah, you feel a little parched over there? Your whistle a little dry? I can't get nothing going on in this thing. Nope. Not a let, sound. Wait, let me just try to whistle a little bit here. <laughs> it's a fat voice. It's oh, fat voice. Oh, shit. I actually beatbox it because my whistle's so dry, Steve. Damn it. Let's get ourselves a pull here from the private estate of notorious RDM who contributed so oh, many great damn, and right. unique beers for us. So we got some weird ones on the show today. I'm, I'm excited for out. this. What do we got here, Stu? Uh, this is a shorts brew. From Shorts in Ohio. Uh-huh. It's a juicy brute, it says here. Oh, I've been called less. <laughs> you juicy brute. <laughs> um, looks like it's a 420 ABV. Yeah, so this, so this smoke is Smoke it little... up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smoke it up. You got him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this guy like this guy. Yeah, that's my new guy. Hey, right brother. <laughs> Y'all smoke it over here. <laughs> <laughs> so this is he doesn't really say much. He just kind of laughs and says, oh, who? 
I know that guy. Uh, I've yeah, been yeah. to picnics where that guy's there. And <laughs> yes. it's like, how am I related to him? Really bad weed yeah. all the time. <laughs> Always has Always real bad. Really but a lot bad. of it. Yeah, He's got so much of it. He pulls up in that CRX, and that thing oh, is just loaded full. Uh-huh. Loaded full of Gets cheap weed. Gets out one of those fucking terrible... Uh, hoodies from the 90s that like ponchos that the <laughs> oh, drug rugs all wore yeah drug rug drug rug yeah. yeah dude the classic baja jacket yeah not gonna lie it looks like the one he had in high school but that's because he keeps buying the same one same one over and mm-hmm. over <laughs> Damn. i'm not gonna lie i want me a i want me a drug rug seems like a good <laughs> item to have on your side it does doesn't it this is like what a is milky this? lemonade color it really is yeah like it's very yellow you don't see that color very often with beer it's cloudy it smells good it looks like what my urine looks like after a night of drinking beer <laughs> <laughs> oh shit did rdm just piss in some cans and seal them me chinese me play joke yeah you know about those chinese they love peeing in coats <laughs> So they say. Where does that come from? <laughs> yeah, that's one of those just like old racist jokes. And I'm like, where? Did, what's the origin of this? Me put pee-pee in your Coke? Like, seriously. What? What? <laughs> well, was that a thing? Like, because seriously, if at some point the Chinese as a, like a, a war tactic. Yeah, yeah. We're sending just crates and crates of Cokes to whoever they're fighting. Yeah. It, but it was filled with pee. Or maybe that was like an old story about how they would extend their rations. By being in the- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, I ain't got much coke over here in the trenches, so they'd be peeing in it, watering it down. <laughs> See, the coke tastes so strong, you can't really taste the pee-pee. That's true. That's true. I bet if there were... I don't know how much... Well, let's... We'll test this. This is our next YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. How much pee do you have to add to, <laughs> to a coke, coke before you, before you can tell? tell. <laughs> it's like one tablespoon? Nah, still nothing. Nah, tastes fine. <laughs> yeah. You dilute these things down. All right, great. let's taste this. Get you a pull of that thing, see how it treats you. It smells great. It does it smell great. It smells like a great brute kind of IPA. It's got that dry, sort of floral, citrusy flavor. How's that treat you? It's nice. It's dry. It's juicy and dry. I like that. Ooh. This actually reminds me a lot of some of the stuff that we get from um, Pretentious. Yeah. Here in Knoxville, yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, they had a brute not long ago that yeah. was kind of like this. And that uh, like three-legged snake or dank snake mm-hmm. or whatever kind of tastes like this yeah. too. Yep. This is like, the aftertaste is extremely short, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's kind of like... It's real, cl- like, it's a, a crisp flavor yeah. and it's kind of gone. Yeah, exactly. It's refreshing. Yeah. I would drink this on or off a lawnmower. I was going to say, this is lawnmower beer right Absolutely here. Absolutely yeah. so, man. Yeah, I could I could knock back a few of these while you cut the grass. Yeah, you get off of it, wiping your forehead. <laughs> Smoke the grass. Yeah, that guy pulls up. <laughs> hey, hey, it's 420. All right. All right. <laughs> well, you know, Steve, the subject of our show today is one nightmare on Elm Street Part four, the Dream Master. The Dream Master. Doesn't work. No, it's not really quite the same. Nope. The Warrior sounds so much more metal. The Dream Warriors. Don't dream no more. (laughs) Dick to dick. I really wish they they would have got some docking in this. That's one of my <laughs> largest complaints about this movie. It, that is a complaint, no but docking. This, this movie and music are good. Mm-hmm. They're, the music in this... This music are good. Yeah. This music are good. This music, big good. 
Yeah. Have. Make, make have, happy noise. Have, a, have large good. Have large good. That's our review. <laughs> Great review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this deals with that ever-present dream demon Fred Krueger, who always be getting inside of these people's it's dreams. Always up to no good. Always up in them things, trying mm-hmm. to get people killed by mm-hmm. whatever scares them the most. Whatever it be. Steve, I would like to know a few things here as we slide on into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. Steve, I first of all here, I want to know. Tell me, tell me. If you found yourself in a Fred Krug movie. Right. And you were about to get killed. Mm-hmm. And it was like your dream sequence where Freddy is going to kill you. Mm-hmm. What is the sequence going to be? How is he going to make you meet your most feared demise in your place of eternal slumber? Okay. I got a, I got a few ideas of mine. I got own. some too. Yeah. Um, one, which he kind of did in Dream Warriors. Okay. Would be a needle kill. Okay. I yeah. do not like needles going in my veins. Mm-hmm. So... Probably something where a bunch of needles went in my veins and something I bled to death. Quite needly, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Always quite <laughs> that's, pokey. That's what Bobby UK would say. Oy. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Bobby UK. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you'd have a needling occur. Yeah, I can imagine a needling, maybe like, um, or something to do with my throat. Okay. Because I have a, I don't, you know, when people have real prominent. Adam's apples. Oh, we, but you and I have both thoughts about how we... It's disgusting. We can't even look at our own no. Adam's apples. No. It's the worst. I don't... Why? No. Why? It's just like a fucking target. It's yeah. like, hit me here. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll dude. cease to breathe. Did you ever have that fucking high school dickhead who would yes. do the flick? Just flick you in Fuck the fucking that throat. guy. Fuck you, oh, dickhead. The I worst. said his name. The abs- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. So maybe you'd have like a needle throat... Co- combination. Maybe it's that kind of thing. That sounds fun, yeah. That would probably Stop be Stop the damn match! <laughs> He's got our damn family! Um, so yeah, I think it would either be a needle death or a throat thing, but I, I can imagine if it's just themed, like you know how some of them are just themed towards your personality, but really aren't about your fears. Yeah, right, right, right. Maybe you drown in books, huh? Four hours. I would drown in books. Or (laughs) that 420 guy and I would get stoned (laughs) and we'd die, man. Drown in bong water, dude. (laughs) Bro, bro, drown in bong water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Hey, you heard that new Sticks album? (laughs) I don't think that exists. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that, sir. (laughs) Yeah, it came out in 93. It's right here. You know, I think for my Myself, if if Freddie was gonna catch me at my worst and do some killing of me in mm-hmm. my dream, I think that there would be some kind of combination. It'd be a combo dream, yeah, for right? sure. Which this movie has some combo it kills, and I want to yeah. talk about <laughs> combo break, <laughs> <laughs> combo. Yeah, <laughs> I think that I would have a situation where maybe maybe I wake up right, uh-huh. and I realize I'm in a very tight claustrophobic coffin. Oh, damn. Okay, so You don't like, like this. That's bad enough. Mm-hmm. I already dislike that. What if as we zoom out, we find out the coffin's a guitar case? Oh, shit. Hoisted on my own petard. Damn. Keep going. <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe inside of there, maybe I've got a large quantity of, of like spiders or stinging Ooh. insects. Ooh. I know. That ain't no fun. Because like classically, I say that spiders... In the in the living world, in the waking realm, right, typically disturb me more. But I do find that I frequently have dreams where, like, 
there'll be like a wasp or a hornet or something like uh-huh. flying towards me or my hands and like I can't move it or like it'll land on my hands and I can't shake it off. Right. That happens in my dreams all the fucking time. Like huh. probably once a month I have that dream. That's interesting. Yeah. Or there'll be like one under the sheets and I can't kick it off of me or something like that. Uh-huh. So it seems like a wasp or a stinging insect yeah. is something that I am uh, like primordially Ooh. afraid of. And then I think to make it worse too, it turns out that I'm not I'm not buried alive under the dirt. I think I'm buried under large quantities of mustard and onions. Oh right, you don't like delicious stuff. I yeah. forgot about that. So, <laughs> so even mustard, if, onions, pickles. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, you basically you're a hot dog in a coffin. <laughs> Maybe that's you know what? <laughs> let's just let's just shortcut it. Maybe I wake up and I'm in a hot dog and ti- I'm a hot dog in a tight bun. Like, oh, this is all gross. Yeah, exactly. And the bun is really constricting. Everybody and watching the movie is like, I don't get this death. <laughs> yeah, why is this bad? And I'm watching it like in the fetal position like, dear God. It's like it's reading my mind. It's worse than hereditary. Like he just stands by as you drown on mustard. That's it. He just watches. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, make really, some comment like if I was a hot dog, I'm I'm all full of nitrates and nitrites. Yeah. Perhaps BHT and BHA. Damn. I don't approve of that whatsoever. Mm, who needs it? Uh, I'm in a tight constricting bun. That's no Damn. good. And now that you're now thinking about it, yeah, I would have all my worst things: uh, <laughs> relish, which I hate, yeah. a pickle, uh-huh. uh, uh, mustard, and ketchup. Some some oh, sick people put mayonnaise say, on there. Ketchup. ketchup. You just pissed off everybody in Chicago. I know. So, I know. Wow. I think it would be because like in the Chicago fuck you can't enjoy things. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just allowed. like New York, where it's like that's not a fucking slice, and it's like <laughs> I'm eating pizza. <laughs> it's great. Not, Are you you shut up. <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah. I think you just summed it up. Maybe my worst fear is to be a hot dog. <laughs> I think you really might have it there. That is it. That's it. <laughs> I, I there is one other that I actually did just think of, but. It, it's already in the movie. It's in the movie we're talking about today. Invisible karate. Being an old waitress. Yeah. Just being like having a, a nightmare where I am in my 50s or 60s and, and you're I'm a serving tables. <laughs> and I'm suddenly, <laughs> suddenly a woman. That would suck because like, you know, it's hard as hell to be a woman. Yeah. So fuck that. Not making matters easier. Yeah. And an older woman. That's really not helping me Working out. Working in a diner. God, people are going to be like, when are you going to have some babies all the fucking time? Oh, my Uh, Lord. I don't. Nobody ever asked me that question. It's true. People ask my wife that question all the time. Yeah, I know. How fucking annoying must that be? That's real fucking annoying. Yeah. Well, Steve, now that we've uh, plumbed the depths of our own minds to figure out how Freddy is going to get rid of us. I would really like to get a second opinion on this. Second opinion. I'd like to know from a trusted, authoritative source how Freddy Krueger might kill us by taking a short quiz over on playbuzz.com. Oh, playbuzz. This is Gary created by Jones. Gary Jones. Scary Gary, he should have been Gary. called. Uh-huh. Scary Gary. All right, Steve, what kind of sleeper are you? Are you an insomniac? You toss and turn deep or light? Uh, I toss and turn. You're one of them tossers and turners I toss, I've heard about. I turn. I do it all. Oh, you old tosser. <laughs> I'm an old tosser. Oh, he's an old tosser, ain't he? He's an old tosser and a turnover, <laughs> they say. I'm one of them deep sleepers. I sleep real, real deep black. I get oh, in that yeah. sleep and I just That's can't nice. get on out. I wish, man. Yeah. That oh, did, awesome. did I tell you about 
the dream I had the other night. Mm-mm. I don't think I did. Tell, tell. Uh, people that know me or listen to this show might know that oftentimes I say really stupid things in my sleep okay. that I don't remember. All and right. my wife will just report them to me and say, do you remember talking about such and such this morning? About like, yeah, no, never. Emily I never remember anything. Too. Yeah. So Kate said the other morning, uh, she wakes up, she's you know doing business on her phone and stuff. And I like roll over and I have like the biggest smile on my face and I like hug my pillow and just squeeze it. Like I'm just totally in heaven, mm-hmm. right? Just so like loving. Yeah. And she's like, what are you dreaming about? And I smile real big and I go, Italian food. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, Italian food? And I go, it's a taste of the old country. It is. <laughs> It is. It's and like, she country. asked me if I remembered what I had dreams about uh-huh. later on that day. And I was like, yeah, I was with somebody's like noni grandma. And she was bringing us like spaghetti and manicotti <laughs> and like just endless waves of food. <laughs> it was the so, best dream ever. In real life, you were hugging the food. You were like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Manicotte. <laughs> Man. taste, taste of the old country, Steve. All right. Pick next on the Craven film, Ben. All right. The hills have eyes. Scream! The Last House on the Left, Nightmare on Elm Street. Man, these are a lot of good flicks. I think of these, though, I'm going to go with the original Elm Street. Still go one of my it. favorites of all time. Still um, love the original. I'm going to go with Scream. Scream! I hear them coming. Scream's great. Is that your favorite, Craven? No. Which no. is? Uh, I'd say probably Nightmare, but yeah. I just wanted to pick something separate. But uh, maybe it is. I think Nightmare and Scream are both really good movies. Yeah, like, yeah. Great, great movies. And Wes Craven, like, I mean, Hills Have Eyes is awesome, but... It's not one that's like a fun watch for yeah, me. Yeah, it's not yeah. fun. And The Last House on the Left is torture. Definitely not a fun, yeah. Not, but I, I could put on fun. Elm Street or Scream and just yeah. watch them basically anytime. Yeah. Real fun watch. Both great. All right, so you pick a decade. You're going to pick the 70s, 80s, 2000s, or the 90s. What's your decade of choice? 70s, 80s, 2000s, or the 90s. Yeah. And, okay, so am I living as me now? Or am I living as me then? Because 70s, I wasn't. I don't know if it's going to be like choose to live there. I'm just going to say favor in terms of, I think, pop culture, style, music, movies, yada, yada, mm. fashion, um, whatever. I think I'd rather relive the 90s than relive the 2000s. Yeah. Though I, 2000s had not a lot of good things going on. <sighs> yeah. There were there were some great things. Justin Timberlake's uh, noodle hair. Yeah. Women, women were... <laughs> We're having better hair than they did, and like everybody had the Rachel haircut for a right. while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it also it had some. I don't know. The nineties also, or two thousands also had some real bad fucking fashion choices yeah. and shit. Nineties <laughs> too, but like the nineties weren't as extreme. I don't think. Was it Mangelina Broly posted that thing the other day? Yes. Was all the like crazy late nineties fashion yes. stuff? I had forgotten about. I had all forgotten this shit. so much of it, and it was just like, why did we do that? Yeah. Like, a lot I of the women. I mean, stuff I didn't just do made that no stuff, sense. but like, it was just what the hell? Yeah, where it was like, here's a really short skirt. I don't really want to wear it out. I don't know. Put jeans under it. Yeah, I remember that <laughs> happening, and always being like, that's a little weird. Like sometimes it would be those, those, uh, those dresses where it was just like a sundress and it looked like maybe it was just a long shirt and it was like eh maybe yeah yeah but you're wearing a dress over jeans yeah <laughs> what are you doing? i don't understand and there'd be all the other weird stuff like remember those shirts that chicks wore that were that like crinkly it almost looked like a like a, a paper lantern material uh-huh you remember that shit yeah just weird stuff weird stuff weird wild stuff weird wild stuff all right so which one are you choosing 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, 90s. 90s for mm-hmm. you, huh? You're going to go get grungy. Yeah. You want to listen to that damn Nirvana. Well, I'm just hoping that I can take back my knowledge with me so I can invest in stock market. <laughs> yeah, invest in have, Apple. Have, yeah, 20 years to Netflix. make a bunch of money. Probably a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to go 80s, obviously. Obviously, that's where Davy Stranger wants to go. That is true, yeah. The 80s, wouldn't be, the 80s and 70s wouldn't be so bad for us. Yeah. I would be angry every day, I feel like. <laughs> but Probably. I'm already angry every day, so what would change? Well, but then you just go like see all the best movies in theaters and all your favorite bands in concert and uh, do a ton of blow. But then you go home and you can't do any of the cool stuff like sit on your phone and shit or... You're on blow. That's true. It doesn't even matter. And because you know all this stuff, you can blow everybody else's mind. Yeah. One day, man, we're going to have phones that are like fucking TVs. <laughs> and they'll be like, the size of TVs? Or like, no, the size of a phone. But it's a TV. And it's in your hand and you can talk to the world with it. <laughs> they'll be like, cocaine is really bad for your brain. Yeah, you're, that's never going to happen. crazy tall. I'm going to go get in my Mazda and drive off. <laughs> 78 cents a gallon for me. Reaganomics. Am Reagan. I right? <laughs> <laughs> rock everybody <laughs> um what is your biggest vice my biggest ben? vice too much tv sleeping late being bossy oh daydreaming oh definitely sleeping late i could get yeah. so much more shit I d- i'm addicted to sleep i could get so much more shit done if i didn't wake up and hit snooze about a million times Gonna much have every day. to face it, you're addicted to sleep. Might as well fail. Lazily strumming guitars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's probably uh, daydreaming. Okay. Because I, I come up with so many ideas. You're just it, old silly heart. That if I actually, like, instead of daydreaming about them, like, just made them happen. Ah, right. I'd, I'd be doing better. Is that how people do stuff? I think so. Like they're daydreaming and they're like, oh, I should like get a result from that. And then do it. (laughs) Do it. uh, Interesting. And then we're like, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. What if I was like, I don't know, famous or something. Yeah. That'd be sick. Oh man. I can think of all the cool things I'd do. Let's just start a podcast. Let's just start a podcast. All right, Steve, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? You got Mm. four choices here. Super strength. Gotcha. Invisibility. Incredible good looks. That's not mm. a superpower. Yeah, or I got that word. flight. Super strength, flight, and invisibility are pretty good powers. Pretty good powers. Flight is one that anybody who's really thought about the actual ramifications of being able to fly. Yeah, it seems like probably wouldn't work out well if a human could fly. You're at least getting a lot of bugs in your teeth. Yeah, probably hitting some some birds Fabio style. Right, smashing a goose with your yeah. face. You'd have to fly low and then like... It's fly. cold up there. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, I think, invisibility. Yeah? Because I, I can't think of a real negative to just suddenly being invisible. You could you could uh, watch people uh, farting on the toilet. Holy shit, you could. Yeah. Damn. Uh-huh. And then you like slap them on the ass and then run away, I guess. Uh-huh. Maybe that's what you do. <laughs> Giggling the whole way. They're like, your voice isn't invisible. Yeah, I can hear you. Shit. There's only one person in the world that can turn invisible. Steve, get the fuck out of here. I I can feel your presence. Just because you're invisible doesn't mean that in this bathroom, I can't tell there's someone else here. I think of, of these choices here. 
I think I would go with a flight. Sure, I'll get a little wind burn. Yeah, all right. I mean, I'm already also, super sunburn's strong. Also, an issue. You're going to need to lube oh, up. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's that's true. That is true. I am prone to <laughs> sun damage, so that would be problematic. I'll fly in the shade. Whoa, yeah. shit. Only like the, the 300s. Exactly. Then we'll fight in the shade. <laughs> right, the one thing that upset me about that movie was how often they broke ranks to fight. Oh, there was only one thing that upset you about that movie. <laughs> that was it. Just the one <laughs> Otherwise, thing. flawless. Otherwise, wonderful movie. Uh, <laughs> pick a bedtime story, Ben. Okay. Oh, the places you'll go. That's a classic. Good Night Moon. Alice in Wonderland? That's more like a couple daytime stories. Yeah, I was gonna say. That's an entire novel. It takes somebody a long time to get to sleep. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Just one of them? Yeah, All just right. a goosebump. <laughs> Pick a goosebump. I'm gonna go with a good night moon. That was always one of my jam of jams when I was a kinder kid. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm gonna go with Alice in Wonderland because I always didn't want to go to sleep as a kid. Yeah, so let's stay up for eight hours yeah. while somebody reads his book yep. to me. Alright, next. Pick a classic horror movie monster. Ooh. Frankenstein. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Lagoon. Nosferatu. And the Wolfman. Oh, that werewolf. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm going to go with the Nosferat. I got I got the, the easy choice right there. I get to pick the OG baddie. I, I'm going to go with uh, Frankenstein because I like him. Yeah? yeah. That's your guy? He's one, he's, uh, he's one of my favorite literary characters. Hmm. I, because he he's really representative of us all. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, Isn't we're all just truth? sort of smashed together of bits and pieces. Anyway. All right, Steve, what is your dream gerb? You're uh-huh. going to be a film director? Yes, a that's it. A famous actor? Okay. A king? Mm-hmm. Or a professional napper? Film director. Film director? That's yeah. your jam, huh? Yeah. I didn't even have to, like, choose of the four. That, yeah. That's easy, easy. Easy right Very there. Very simple. Well, if you're going to direct, I'm going to act for you. Hell yeah. I'm going to be a famous actor underneath my director friend. Well, let's get this porn started then. <laughs> wait. wait I what? didn't say I wasn't directing <laughs> porno films. <laughs> what? Yeah. What, what, what? It's all solo, though, so don't worry. Oh, okay, cool. It's just me watching you jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, pick a sweater, Ben. Okay. Uh, you got Bluto from Animal House wearing yeah, the college, college sweater. Uh-huh. You got uh, uh, Mr. Rogers wearing his uh, cute little cardigan there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a kitty cat uh, sweater for Christmas. Yeah. And you got Freddy Krueger's sweater. I got to go with that Freddy Krueger sweater, That's pretty man. dope. I've gotten in that habit. You know, I always used to make fun of like... My father-in-law, because like he mm-hmm. loves fly fishing, and he started yeah. like buying like every article of clothing he owns has like fly fishing stuff on it, <laughs> right. like fish or rods or whatever. Right. And I was like, oh, you just wear your hobbies when you're uh-huh. old, huh? And now it's like my entire wardrobe consists of either like band shirts or like yeah. horror stuff movie. with guitars on it, oh, okay. yeah, or like horror movie stuff, yeah. like everything I own now. So. All of your underwear is just covered in gore. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? Oh, uh, I would go with that old man sweater because I already wear old man sweaters anyway. That's true. You're, you rock yeah. a sexy cotty. I do, man. I like them. Sexy cotty. So I go with that. All right. What's your most frequent dream, Steve? Most frequent dream? Is it where you're famous? Uh-huh. Is it a nightmare? It's, it's a nightmare. nightmare. Is it a dream where you're flying? Okay. Or can't tell you. Too sexy. Oh, well, I guess of these four, I don't have nightmares very often. I've only flown in dreams a couple of times. Yeah. I don't really ever have dreams where I'm famous, so I guess I'm going to say can't tell you too sexy. Ooh, too sexy. Too sexy. You know, honestly, of all of these choices, I I don't really ever have dreams where I'm famous. Uh Uh-huh. 
I rarely have dreams when I'm flying. I think nightmare is probably the most common occurrence of all of these because I don't I usually don't yeah. remember my dreams. I usually don't remember what I've been like dreaming about and stuff, so I huh. can't even say sexy time. So yeah, I think actually nightmare is the most common among those. I do. I, I don't have a lot, but it's just more than those. I do often have sex dreams that aren't sex dream like mm. sex is happening in them but my like my experience of it is just that it's an occurrence mm. and it's mm. not like fun for me yeah so i do have fun sex dreams of course but of course. most of them are just like eh, mundane yeah pretty ordinary Fun's stuff doing the sex i guess going through the motions i guess <laughs> so ben I got TV to the head. T- oh, welcome to prime time, Birch. That's me. <laughs> What's the descriptor you it got It says here? you spend far too much time in front of the old fuzz box. Oh, the boob tube. That's huh? true. Booby tube. Sooner or later, you'll fall asleep and your favorite show will become your worst nightmare. Oh, my God. Pride, pride, Birch. It doesn't say the bitch part. but You added that part. Yeah, I added that okay. Mine is in the birth tub. In birth tub. In birth tub. You're a creative type, and you don't mind a good scare. In fact, you can see the art in it, in it when it's good. Mm. But your mistake is thinking that when you leave the movie theater, you're safe. Don't get too comfortable. How sweet, fresh meat. See you in your sleep. Wow. Wow. Deep thoughts. Way to go, Scary Bones. Man, Scary AKA Gary. A.K.A. Gary Jones. Scary Gary, man. He really, he figured us out, Steve. <laughs> he did. I feel like he really cut to the core of me. Yeah, he got down <laughs> got down to the very fibers yeah. of our being. That's how us. we might shuffle loose our mortal uh-huh. coils. Maybe so. <laughs> so, Steve, have you ever seen Nightmare on Elm Street for the Drum Merster? <laughs> Can you imagine? If I, like, if, <laughs> this entire time, up yeah. to this point, we've talked about Nightmare a million times. <laughs> First if time. I, if this was, if I had seen all the other ones but not before, this one. I was just like, I, I don't know. I'm ready for the Dream Master now. It seemed yeah. too scary before. I'm not sure but. if I'm ready for Freddy. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, so I saw this, uh, Probably when it came out, like uh, when it came out on VHS. Nineteen eighty-eight was the yeah. release. I think I remember my brother went and saw it. Yeah, he would have been about ten or. Seems 11. like a real brother kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I just remember we rented it when it came out. It was by that time me and my cousins were, you know, in love with Freddy and Jason. Yeah. So we were gonna see it no matter what, and this one is a, a fun one. Who did you think would win in a fight back then, Freddie or Jason? I never, I legit never thought about it. Yeah? Legit. Just never even considered the two of them fighting. It wasn't until I was a teenager. They'd be friends. I know they'd be friends. <laughs> I know about be. them. Yeah. Don't talk well, about them that Jason way. Jason is a child, and you know how Freddie feels about kids, so. Oh. <laughs> think he would have diddled Jason? Jason's wormy cock. Yeah, Jason's wormy little dingus. <laughs> Maybe that's what happens. That'd be gross. Yeah. Um, I never really thought about it until I was like a teenager and somebody asked, and I was like, huh, I I feel like Freddy would win. He's a supernatural yeah. being. Yeah. I mean, not that Jason, Jason isn't, is. Jason is, yeah. He has physical form. Yeah. Whereas Freddy, he can be brought into the real world, yeah. but otherwise... He's pretty much impossible for Jason to get to. Yeah, and Jason couldn't possibly say the completely arbitrary children's nursery rhyme right, that reminds that would, him of how to... <laughs> that would make yeah. him then see his reflection. Exactly. And the souls inside of him would do something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and he doesn't know anything about the Balinese dream technique. It's real weird that that's <laughs> not... You know, it's, you know what I noticed in this? Because, like... 
in the past they've had uh you know like classroom scenes yeah yeah but it's always been like the thing that's being said in the background is like tangentially related to dreams in this right. they just have bob shay talking about dreams <laughs> yeah he's, he's just like, there's a good outright, gate there's a like, bad what, gate i don't know what high school class is this yeah <laughs> i don't remember a single class in which we discussed dreams and no. how to control them <laughs> <laughs> did you, they cover that in home you never had lucid dreaming 101 dude <laughs> oh is that a, is that a, that's yeah. a homeschool class. that was a requirement at homeschool yeah. man <laughs> we're all fucking dream masters for sure <laughs> Yeah, that is kind of strange to think about it that way. Yeah. So, did you like this movie when you saw it as a kid? Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, this is like, if you, like, if you showed this to any kid at any yeah, be a cool era, they'd be like, oh, it's awesome. Because yeah. it's like, Freddy's, Freddy's the hero of this movie. Yeah. Like, Rennie Harlan said that specifically, that he wanted to make Freddy the hero. He knew that's what teenagers loved. Yeah. This is the first time Robert England got top billing in the credits mm-hmm. and stuff, too. It's and very obvious it's his movie. Yeah. He the, he becomes the full-on Freddy Quipster in this. Mm-hmm. He puts on sunglasses. He At puts one on point, he's shades. just like, I'm fucking cool. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Bring it on. I know what you mean. Yeah. If you were a kid and you saw this, you know... It's such a bright and vivid and colorful mm-hmm. movie. It's it's real like it's a kinetic movie. That's how Robert England yeah. described this as different from the previous nightmares. Is that this movie is a kinetic, very physical movie mm-hmm. in in relation to the others where. Like, you know, there'd be physical interactions from time to time. There's always something going on. There's always some movement, something happening. Yeah. Really keeps your attention. Something is exploding. Yeah. There's light. There's smoke. There's Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. It honestly looks a lot like a music video. It It looks like a late 80s music video. That's what I wrote a few times is that this looks like a series of music videos. Yeah. Absolutely so. Whenever uh, Alice is like having her daydream where she's yelling at her dad. Yeah. Yeah. I could just hear fucking, we are young. (laughs) No one can. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it would work. It, it would absolutely work. work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you could cut, you could cut the words from so many scenes, and the action is conveying story. Like you could, you could have Deb working out under. You're the best. I'm then her arms break. Yeah, then her arms break. but instead she's working out to put them on, put them on, put them on. <laughs> I don't know what that song was, but, <laughs> but I love it. It was great. But I love it. But that's, this movie, it really, this movie is a music movie. Like, it's not Very only looks heavy, like yeah. a music video, it's full of music. That, we're, and we're talking like, this, this is an era where this was starting to become a thing. Where, like, the idea, like, that a horror movie can also be full of popular music and also be kind of bright and fun. Yeah. In a... A way different way than they'd been up to this point. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, Ben, I have a theory. Uh-oh. That this, this is the Ur Scream. This the Ur? Is, this is the origination of Scream. This Welcome movie. to Steve's Conspiracy Corner, Steve. He, you got a lot of explaining to do, Steve. I got some explaining to, to do. Explaining to do. All right, tell me, I want to be in the, the show. Body of the Vegemite. Was that it? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was it. I'm pretty sure that was it. Um, okay, so this movie, uh, but no different than the previous, the part three, uh-huh. having a bunch of teenagers. But in this case, a bunch of teenagers at school being relaxed, being fun and cute. Breezy even. Yeah, breezy. It, it really reminded me of the scream fountain scene. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. when they're all outside the school, it's very much like the scream fountain scene. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah. <laughs> so it also has going for it that um, it, it has some meta elements. The dog is named Jason. Okay. As yeah. In Jason Voorhees. There's right. a Freddy Jaws reference. Yes. Okay. Uh, when he's on the beach and there's the jaw yeah. claw. Yeah. So there's there's some knowledge of horror movies exhibited in the movie. Can I toss a few more onto that Let's pile hear it. while you're yeah. at it too? It's very obviously aware of the Hellraiser franchise uh-huh. as well. Freddy yeah. had previously said "Come to Freddy" in movies, uh-huh. but he blatantly changed it to "Come to Daddy" in this. Right. Which is Pinhead. Yeah. Well, that was not Pinhead, but yeah, Frank. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's straight out of Hellraiser. Straight out of Hellraiser. Straight out of Hellraiser. <laughs> a crazy motherfucking name, Ice Cube. And there's also like all those chains hanging down in the boiler room. Oh, which yeah. is just straight up fucking Hellraiser. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. So That's it, interesting. Or, or Alien. There's also that chain room in the first Alien right. as well. So I don't know. I guess Alien did it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, yeah, there are a lot of sort of meta references to other yeah. horror movies and stuff. Which I hadn't thought about until you pointed mm-hmm. it out, but yeah. Yeah. Um, And it does. It introduces the real awesome concept of the slasher himself being the hero of the movie being mm-hmm. the one you're cheering for right yeah um, even though he's killing off all these kids and stuff you just can't help up he's a yeah. scamp which is i mean that scream all the way yeah. like you the whole what time you're like who's he gonna get next like what's right. gonna happen next yeah, like, yeah you're wanting to know who it is but more than that you just want to see another cool kill like, right yeah yeah so it, it has a lot of those elements but i mean again it's it's certainly not scream it's not like it doesn't acknowledge horror movies outright. It doesn't, uh, you know, talk about the rules of being in a horror movie and stuff. Right. So it doesn't get overly meta. But it does. It's like on the way there. I can you see can that. see where Wes Craven, who said that he really liked Rennie Harlan's direction with this oh, and really? what he did with it, I was wondering about that. Which, and, and if you want, like you, you've seen the Never Sleep Again, the documentary sure. where they talk about everyone. He doesn't seem to be very into many of the sequels no definitely not he had a little bit of uh a little bit to do with dream warriors but i don't think he ever said anything any high praise for it but he said specifically he liked what rennie harlan did with Hmm. the the series so like he he was aware of it and seeing it and i think a smart director was like hey wait a minute (laughs) like Mm -hmm. we can move this even further we can push this more we can get even cuter kids with bigger names and shit like that and then boom we get screwed i can see that it's not that far i mean it's only eight years apart yeah yeah so so it's not like a a major eight years really yeah 88 to 96 holy shit golly man it's weird when you think about how different just the look of those movies is yes like even just the fashion choices and Uh music oh my god brooke thesis hair in this the the weightlifter girl yeah yeah hair oh it's 80s as fuck yeah like gigantic yeah yeah total like white snake hair yes bad ass <laughs> and she's wearing spandex workout clothes and a leather jacket with a spiked leather bracelet <laughs> what like you do what, what like fashion you do. is this <laughs> the first time i saw this was years ago whenever old brandon subtles my good buddy b subtles uh-huh. showed me the entire uh, elm street franchise yeah. and i was like in college i guess early in college and stuff and I remember liking this one and be like, yeah, this is one of the better mm-hmm. ones in the series. And that's kind of how it sort of has always stayed in my mind, where it's like, yeah, yeah it's it's fine. It's pretty yes. good. It and doesn't have the major problems that some of the others have. Yeah. After it does this, have problems, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, Dream Warriors is really great. Yeah. 
And the step down from Dream Warriors to this is not a major one. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna say it's a minor step down. I'm gonna say it's a solid step down, not okay. a nosedive. It's a lesser step down than the others, perhaps. Yeah. 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 Just because it really step. goes downhill with the Dream Child. Yeah. yeah. Dream Child is just like fuck making a movie that makes sense. Right. Well, I don't know. Well, and here's the thing. Okay, so I want to talk about the production of this movie just yeah, yeah. to to get into how miraculous I think this movie actually is. It's kind of crazy that it turned out as good as it did yes. when you consider the circumstances. <laughs> it is. So, this movie, uh, the, the release date of this movie was announced before they had a script. Oh, and this, this damn movie came out, wasn't it like eight months after Dream Warriors? Like, it was less it, than a year after Dream Warriors. Less than a year. Uh, they already had a poster for the movie before they started shooting it. Like, oh, that's interesting. Yes. This is kind of like the whole, like, they made up the Masters of the Universe before they even figured out who the Masters of the Universe were. Right. Like, <laughs> who are they exactly? Yeah. So, in 1988, as we mentioned a couple episodes ago, there was a writer's strike. Yeah, yeah. WGA writer's strike. This movie was made during that. Mm, okay. Meaning the writers who wrote this handed them a script and then basically went to pick it. <laughs> See you later. See you guys. Won't be writing anymore <laughs> until this is over. Which is usually a recipe for disaster because you uh, can't really like rewrite anything that's there. Right. So the only people who can rewrite are the people on the set. And those people don't understand story usually as well. Yeah. Directors can maybe, but like they don't usually have the same idea of what a movie should be as a writer maybe. And that's why they're not a writer. They're something else. They're yeah, exactly. an important part of the movie, but they're not the writer. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, Rennie Harlan said that the script they gave him was more of an outline. <laughs> so oh, wow. They were making stuff up on set every single day. They were oh, making shit. things up. Yeah, yeah. Filling in the gaps. Filling in the gaps. They had six weeks to make this movie. That is not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. Not, especially considering how special effects heavy this is. It's extremely heavy on special effects. So six Damn. weeks, they're making this movie, and the guy that they get to make it, Rainy Harlan. <laughs> well, he had already carved out a huge name for himself oh, yeah. in American Everybody cinema by then. Everybody knew him in Hollywood so well that he was living in a flea bag motel and didn't have enough money to even call his mom in Finland. Yeah. And he showed up at the offices of New Line Cinema five times trying to get Bob Shea to hire him to do something. And finally, they give him this movie. Now, I mean, do you think that he was just taking advantage of the writer's strike? He's like, I know they're yes, in a bad place. I'm maybe. Just, this is my chance. That's genius, though. Oh, yeah. That absolutely is genius so, if yeah. he did it. I, I, I guarantee you they approached bigger names for this. A lot of bigger names weren't taking stuff yeah. as like solidarity with the writers or were working on other projects that they planned on maybe getting into production once the strike was over. Uh, but also... Patricia Arquette left this movie because she wanted a little bit more money and he wouldn't give it to her. There's a lot of, yeah, yeah where it's like, oh, no, she was pregnant. Oh, uh, no, she wanted more money. There's a lot of, like, conflicting yeah. stories about that. But Bob Shea didn't want to spend any more money on this than he had Which to. Which is crazy because, I mean, dude, the previous movies had it been made cash four, cows. Yeah, the, the Dream Warriors made $43 million yeah. off of, like, a $8 million budget. Yeah. And, oh, it was $5 million. And this one got a $13 million budget. $13 million? $13 that's million. it? That's it. That's something, dude, just not to get too sidetracked here, but that's one of those things I just can't figure out. Like, whenever you watch 
uh, Never Sleep Again. Right. Which, by the way, if you haven't, listen. It's great. Oh, God. It's, it's on so Shutter. Good. Four yeah. hours. It's huge. You, you won't get bored. Yeah, it's amazing. But it's like every time they do, you know, go from like one installment of the series to the next, it's like... And by the end of it, we had made money hand over fist. You know, with a budget yeah. of ten million, we made a hundred and fifty bajillion dollars. Yeah. And then it's like, and now it, t- it came time to make the sequel. Well, we didn't really have any money, so yeah. it's like, <laughs> what the fuck happened? You just told me you made like a hundred million dollars. Where did the money go? <laughs> I, Bob Shea's pretty brilliant in in that uh, he he basically uh, and and Robert England says this in that in that documentary. That basically at that time, if you got into the New Line family, yeah, like they treated you like family, they would put you in everything. Yeah, yeah. So Robert England's in a bunch of other movies like The Mangler and and Nine Seven Six Evil and stuff like that. All these are New New Line movies, and a lot of the other actors that were in stuff are in tons of other New Line movies. So basically, he was smart in like working a way to get his his actors and his directors and stuff all feeling like part of the family yeah willing to work on smaller budgets and then make outrageous amounts of money but then he was lying to he was lying (laughs) (laughs) just telling him we don't have any money and they had tons of fucking money i mean seriously where the fuck did it all go yeah there's no way but this is interesting i actually like just started thinking about this because this movie was the highest grossing one until freddy versus Versus jason Jason. yeah this money this movie made money hand over fist it made 49 million dollars that's not a lot 49 million dollars is a lot over budget because their budget was only 13 million yeah but But that's actually not that much that's not that much money they made 45 million on uh the third one yeah dream with five million or five million less in the budget wow so raising their budget more didn't help so the next few they lowered the budget again because raising the budget didn't actually didn't make them more make them more money just the gross was higher but they weren't making actually more money Mm. these movies actually never made a lot of money yeah um they are this is the third highest grossing horror movie franchise but the third highest yeah a huge portion of that came from freddy versus jason and the friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street remake so which made more money because ticket prices are higher i'm guessing the other two highest grossing would be like saw because there's a million of them uh yeah saw well saw is not higher uh it's really yeah paranormal activity is on there no, not higher. Really? Either. Yeah. The uh, Friday the 13th series has made a little bit more. Yeah. But they've had more movies. Sure, yeah. They've had like three more movies, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's only a little bit more. And then the Silence of the Lambs Hannibal Lecter series. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I have a harder time thinking that as like a horror franchise, but I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. But none of them, aside from Silence of the Lambs, like when you add up how much money all of the Friday the 13th our Nightmare on Elm Street movies had made. Yeah. Uh, you get somewhere close to 400 and something million dollars. Mm-hmm. Get Out made 222 million. Off of one movie? Off of one movie. I mean, that's what the first Avengers... The first Avengers made more than that. Yeah. Like Infinity War made way more than that. <laughs> Here's why I started thinking about this. Babe. Whoa. Because I recently was looking at our top 50 episodes. Okay. Just trying to get some information from Trying to figure out like what people seem to like more, what people want to listen to more. Yeah. Out of that top 50, and we've only done 105 episodes. Mm-hmm. We've now, we've done three Nightmare on Elm Streets and three Friday the 13th. One Nightmare on Elm Street is in the top 50 and one Friday the 13th, and they're both below 40. 
Whoa. These movies aren't never as have po- guessed that. These movies aren't as popular as we think they are. What the fuck? When horror movie fans think about these movies, we think these movies made tons of money and everybody knows them and wants yeah, to know more They're household about them. names. They're not. How <laughs> strange not. is that? Freddy Krueger is a household name. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The movies aren't. People loved Freddy Krueger. They were calling his 900 number and watching his music videos. Yeah. But they weren't going to see the movies. Well, it was one of those things that was kind of inescapable. Yeah, it was just everywhere. Yeah. Like sounds like the like Chucky dolls and stuff like yeah. that. Like even if you you know, your mom had never seen Child's Play, but she knew what Chucky was. Right. You know, and she probably called it the Chucky movie. <laughs> yes. You know. Well, obviously. <laughs> probably also called Perfect Strangers Balky. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. You remember the Balky show? <laughs> Came on after Urkel. Exactly right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but before Tool Time. He did. It was before Tool Time oh, after oh, Urkel. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <show>. mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> That's really odd, though, because like, I would not think that those numbers would reflect as badly as what you're saying. I know, and the thing is that, like, seriously, without Freddy versus Jason and the remake, it's it's really not a lot of money overall. No kidding. For what is it, eight movies? Yeah. Before that, one of the most beloved franchises in horror history. Well, at least we think so. But maybe then, not. When it comes down to it, is it? Wow. Or did Freddy did Freddy really make his mark on home video? Okay, yeah, there's that too. Like a lot of horror in that time really was, especially the late 80s, they were really seeing the value of VHS. Yeah. So like were they making enough money on that back end to really cement the the idea that f- these movies are an institution and most mm-hmm. people have seen them? Because honestly, if we go by Ticket sales. Very few people have seen them. Apparently. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That is really crazy. I'm I had no idea. Mind blown. Huh. Anyway, so Rennie Harlan. So he just kind of like begged his way into being the director the- of this movie, which is, is crazy to me to think that, you know, again, one, two, three, they they had some hits. They knocked him out of the park with those. And then yeah. they're like, well, who can we get to direct the follow-up to like the most successful one in the series so far? That kid who I comes by and smells and we're worried might starve to death. And probably doesn't even speak English. He His English wasn't amazing back then. His no. English is, is fine now. Like, yeah, yeah, when yeah. he's in interviews, he's fine. But he, he hadn't been in America extremely long well from what i understand they basically said that they hired him because he seemed like a big young strong guy with a lot of energy and they knew that this thing was just going to be a marathon yeah you're going to be working 24 hours a day for six weeks yeah it's like martin scorsese is not going to do that why would it yeah exactly yeah (laughs) he's he's too big to do that right but somebody that's like young and hungry will do something that ridiculous for not much return yeah. because he's young and hungry. He probably was literally very hungry back then, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> Rennie Harlan. What is Rennie Harlan? He is an enigma, is he, he is, not? He is enigmatic. He's had some hits. He's had some real hits. and all. He's had some major misses. He's had, in fact, the biggest box office miss. Uh, yeah, of all time. Of at all the time. time. Yeah. Uh, well, Cutthroat Island, Cutthroat man. Island. He just bombed, and then recently he made a, a a movie in China. Oh, really? That despite government mandates that it be shown in all theaters in oh, the country, oh. nobody went to see it. No shit. And it was like an outrageous amount of money spent on it. 
And it just bombed like just fucking crazy. Bombed. Yeah, Cutthroat Island, dude. The budget was like 190 million, and it made like 10 million dollars. It was ridiculous. Like they wasted over 180 million fucking dollars on that. I maintain that movie's not that bad. Well, see, the thing is that that actually wasn't his fault at all. Carol Co. had the rights to distribute that movie, and they were going out of business. Yeah, the m- people who made the movie and spent all that money on it then handed it over to Carol Co. to advertise it and mm. they didn't okay so nobody knew the movie was coming out <laughs> how are you gonna be excited to go see it if you have no idea it exists okay that is a point yeah fair enough fair enough he, but he also made he made die hard 2 yeah which is i hate um <laughs> he made he's he's been nominated five times for the golden razzie yeah for he's worst racked director. up a lot of those things man he did a cliffhanger or something, he did cliffhanger he? which like earned a ton of money I can't imagine how a movie about someone who climbs exists. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like climbing is interesting. Uh, Yeah, sure. I think he did the long kiss. Good night too, right? He did long kiss. Good night, which is not bad. He's not bad. And the thing is it didn't do great at the box office. It did good, but not great. That's Um, when he and Gina Davis were like an item. And I think they were, they were married for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's had so many misses. He had that Hercules movie that came out alongside the rock Hercules movie. That was his, that was his. I remember being very confused by all that. Like why? There are two Hercules movies coming out. Holy shit. Yeah. How does he keep getting to make movies? That's not, what I don't understand. I'm, okay, I'm not like, saying he's that bad. I'm just saying yeah. if, you've lo- if you've collectively lost yeah. probably close to a billion dollars on your movies. I wanted to add it up, but I just didn't have the time. I wanted to add up yeah. how much his movies have cost and how much they've earned. Because some of his movies have earned extreme amounts of money. Yeah, yeah. Dire and some of them have cost extreme amounts yeah. of money. But there's some of those guys that's just like, man, you swing and you miss once. And, you, and you're out. Yeah. And yeah, you're done. Oh, yeah. You if know? you're a woman director. Oh, it's uh, over. If you swing and you hit, you might be out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, how is he made? I don't know. Like, you think he's got some blackmail information on some I, people or some, something? I, somebody touched his dick at an office party <laughs> at some point. And he was just like... You will let cha-ching. me make my movies now. <laughs> you, All you right. will do this. We'll we'll let him make his movies now. We'll let him do it. <laughs> Fine. It must have been Bob Shay, probably. Like, because who else would it have been that that would have worked out for him? Right. Like, it had to have been somebody way up. It had to be. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, I I do get it because if if he really like if it really was just no underhanded whatever, just like no other director would take this. Yeah, this kid keeps showing up. Just fuck it. We'll give him this franchise that makes tons of money for us and just let him direct it. If it really was just that, and the people were like, "Well, fuck, he made money on that. We'll give him other stuff." Yeah. Okay, but I don't know how no one along the way has been like, you know, this is. A real big risk, yeah. this guy. You know that guy's blown it like a million times. Yeah. <laughs> we could get somebody safer for sure. For sure. You anyway. know, in addition to his directing and, uh, like we said, Robert Englund getting top billing and stuff, I'm going to say the real stars of this movie to me are, for one, the sets. Yeah. The sets look, look absolutely mm-hmm. fabulous, man. Of course, it's still all practical and stuff yes. at this point, not any CGI or anything right. in there. The sets of this look great. We get some callback stuff to Dream Warriors whenever they're in the old Elm Street home, Nancy's old house and yes. stuff. Yeah. It's got that decrepit rundown right. kind of thing. Going no gross it. ass food like part three. But yeah, no pig. Yeah. No pig dinner. Oof. Oh, well. 
Uh, but it does look absolutely fantastic. And I, just, I, st- I kept noticing all kinds of other fun stuff on the sets where, like, yeah. like let's say the boiler room set and stuff uh-huh. like that, right? Well, shit, I think even it was maybe during one of the hospital or ambulance scenes, they played around with colored light a lot. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of green and, and, green and, and red. red. It sort of reminded me of Suspiria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just remind me of, like, Freddy's sweater. It kind of, like, right. alerted yeah. you that you were in a dream. Right. The lights would be, like, green and red. Um, did you fun. notice that overhead shot in the classroom that the tile is oh, like yeah. some sort of forced perspective like thing? Very, so it looks Escher like yeah. looking, right? Yeah, that's cool stuff. And yeah, just like cool. clever. And you could tell that they were they were having fun. They were tossing a lot of just cool ideas yeah. around. Of course, it's not all perfect or anything like that. No. But there's some fun stuff that they toured around with mm-hmm. the sets on this. And of course, the special effects in this one are absolutely fantastic yeah and we got our homeboy screaming mad george to thank screaming for mad it. george yeah we haven't really ever talked much about screaming mad george but he's worked on a bunch of movies we've done including predator and uh, uh dream warriors yeah yeah and a movie we've talked about a few times society society which is like his big starring role <laughs> you uh, got to do some creative things in that some movie. real creative shit <laughs> uh screaming mad george is directly responsible for the cockroach look in this and, yeah. and a lot of the other stuff that happens but like uh specifically the uh, the end where the souls are reaching out yeah and stuff, yeah that is that it looks very like society and then watch society yeah. and it's like oh yeah it's obviously all the that like guy. stretching flesh yeah. and stuff like that looks very similar but to what he did in society Street matt george is a japanese makeup artist who uh and gave himself that name no um, kidding yep Wait, and he's, he's a strange he's japanese person. he's japanese his name is joji what? Yes. I had no yeah. idea. Uh, he moved to, to America after uh, college, I think, and then started doing makeup effects on music videos. Really? And got attention and became who he is. I mean, he did most of Brian Yuzna's awesome-ass movies. So, huh. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. He started, also like, a very strange person. Really young when he started yeah, doing this stuff, really, right? Uh-huh. Seems like a lot of these great special effects guys start when they're, like, kids. Yeah. And, and I mean that's the thing like if, if you go on YouTube and look up special effects artists you'll see some fucking 16, 17, 8 year olds that'll blow your mind with what they can do mm-hmm. like the screen yeah screaming Matt George he's great we'll talk about him a lot more when we do society yeah uh, because that's specifically that's like he he's the star of that movie oh definitely yeah. yeah I'll say the only bad special effect in this is when Freddy gets that like hole blown in him Oh, yeah, it didn't look great. That was pretty fake. That's mm. the kind of thing where it's just like, yeah, you could have just taken that out. Yeah. That would have been fine. Yeah, but overall, special effects in this, fucking awesome. Yeah. Soundtrack in this. Uh, awesome. Also awesome. I love that they used the original uh, theme and stuff from the first yeah. movie, which I think was l- absent from two, and I can't remember if it was in Dream Warriors or not. Hmm. I want to say it wasn't. Okay. But uh, I, I love that that original Elm yeah, Street it's theme. Awesome. I think it's really awesome. Also that Dramarama song. Hell yeah. It's an awesome song. <laughs> now, like you said, this was just like so fucking late 80s. Yeah. It, it hurts in terms of that soundtrack and stuff. It's great, man. Sinead Billy O'Connor. Idol. Oh, yeah. yeah, Billy Idol on there, too. Man, I'm digging it. I dig. I mean, not every song on there is great, but it sounds like the time. Like, it really captures the time. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I don't know, like. A good soundtrack, like, you know, a Quentin Tarantino soundtrack captures the the feel of the movie just perfectly. Yeah. Uh, this one doesn't capture the feel of the movie, but it captures the feel of 1988. Yeah. It really sets this movie in that era. 
you kind of blew my mind earlier when you mentioned that Nightmare on My Street was like not really a licensed yeah. thing. I DJ had Jazzy no Jeff idea about and the Fresh that. Prince wrote Nightmare on My Street. They had hopes of getting it on the Nightmare on Elm Street soundtrack, but then uh, New Line didn't buy it, probably asking for some amount of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bob Shea was like, we don't have money. Absolutely. What are you talking about? Yeah, what money? <laughs> <laughs> so they went with the Fat Boys instead. So they went with one. the Fat Boys instead. But, I mean, you know, Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff still released their song because, like, they, you can sing about a movie if you want to. Right, yeah. The, who was it that sang that E.T. song? The Heartlight? Heartlights? Fuck, who did Heartlight? I don't Neil know. Diamond, maybe. Yeah? I think it was Neil Diamond. Once, anyway. once again, that same guy is now like in his Neil Diamond t-shirt, surrounded by his Neil Diamond vinyl. Still jerking off. Slamming his fist. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's moved on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, so they wrote the song about it, and then they were like, yeah, we'll release it, and then they, they made a video. Yeah. And in the video, they have this like, he doesn't look anything like Freddy, really. He's just wearing a glove that doesn't look like Freddy's glove, really, yeah. but kind of does. Scary Terry. <laughs> he's not even Scary Terry. He's more like <laughs> more like uh, neighborly Ned. Okay, yeah. With the glove, <laughs> like, glove guy. He's just some dude. But like New Line ended up suing them and getting that video removed from MTV. And I'll tell you, you can watch it now. It's on um, YouTube. Just look it. it up. You can watch the video. If you watch it now and you think about YouTube videos and fair use, there's no way. That if you took that case to court these days... It would stand they, up. Yeah, it would stand yeah. up. They'd be like, what the fuck? You, that's not... It's not Freddy. Yeah. If it were Freddy, you'd have an issue. Right. But it's just a guy. Like, you can you can write songs about other people's movies and not rip them off. And they didn't rip them off. But still, 80s court was like, eh, New Line's got a lot of money. <laughs> and Bob Shea was like, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, what money? What money? Absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, it's 80s as fuck, man. Yeah. This movie is just completely covered in so many things that just timestamp it. Of right. Just like stuff that your average suburban American white kid mm -hmm. was interested yep. in in the 80s. And that's not limited to karate, man, the Rick, way of the open hand. Rick is... Uh He's the teenager I thought I would be when I was six. Hell yeah, swinging chucks. And then when I was a teenager, I was like, that dude's a fucking dork. <laughs> Fuck that guy. What is he? What, he's, he's, <laughs> they're like, what is he wearing all the time? Big what jackets. does he put in his fucking hair? Like, I have no idea. What is that? Yeah. And like, he's wearing a trench coat at one point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big jacket. The guy's a great actor and obviously like really got into the role. But I'm because like in the documentary, he's talking about like he all that martial arts stuff that was him yeah he really studied and, and all i was shit. like yeah just looking at you yeah i know that was you <laughs> you're fucking nerd yes <laughs> isn't it weird that only nerds learned how to fight when we were in like teenage years <laughs> yeah they got really into samurai swords yes. and bow staffs and stuff yeah. like that it's crazy <laughs> yeah so karate that was i mean karate is like uh, like karate sharks and dinosaurs are the 80s for me yeah pretty much yeah pretty much but we also had a waterbed waterbed what's more 80s than a fucking waterbed not a damn thing not a damn thing as far as i'm yeah. concerned you ever slept on a waterbed yes i had a waterbed all through high school oh, is it good no it's bad fuck a waterbed <laughs> I just imagine, especially as a tosser or a turner, you probably yeah, roll over. I ended up uh, like rolling into the like side, yeah, like, in between a lot, yeah. Plus, like the whole ordeal of I never really understood how you fill them up or when you have to move them, how you empty them. Oh, it's pretty easy. Yeah, just a water hose. 
Yeah. Yeah. So garden hose. Yeah. Surprisingly easy. The one major problem with it is that it's extremely uncomfortable and doesn't serve its purpose as a bed. <laughs> Those are things I yeah. don't look for when purchasing a yeah. sleeping apparatus. It was not not great. No. You know what I love in a bed? Uncomfortability. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> it was I want, I want my bed to wake me up if I move. <laughs> I want it to be like, oh, your tiny movement? Wave. Come here. <laughs> we have an Urkel character. We do. We do. We have the black nerd. Yeah. Who, but this um, time it's a girl. It's totally different than Urkel. That is true. She, uh, that might be originalish at this point. I can't. Yeah. I'm trying to think when Family Matters like started. Well, Family Matters would have been 89. Yeah. But Urkel wasn't really the star of Family Matters until season two. Okay. All right. He just kind of dropped in season one. So, so this influenced maybe, Urkel. Maybe they were basing it off Urkel. Maybe it it's could possible. be. Right on. Yeah. We got ourselves some nunchuck action, of course, and some casual Asian racism. Oh, boy. I yeah, love whenever fun. Rick does his karate fight and he goes, Banzai. Banzai. <laughs> what? It's like, just say an Asian word that I think people might recognize. He calls her Alice-san. Once. Yeah, he does. Like, if you're going to do that, do it every time. But you got to think, this is the time period where, like, we were all playing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, yeah. which was racist Watching Piston Honda. Oh, my God. <laughs> and like, <laughs> they in between, changing his name, didn't they? I don't know if they changed. Yeah, I think they did. Well, it was Piston Honda in the original, but then later, I think they changed it. I think it they did change else. it. Yeah. And, like, in between rounds, he would be like, Sushi. Yeah. He uh, was just he was just saying kamikaze. Yeah, like he was, was just ridiculous. saying like Asian stuff. Uh huh. So bad, and then so did Popinski, the Polish drunk. <laughs> My God, I mean that is just ruthlessly Polish fucked drunk. up. His original name was like something vodka, <laughs> like Victor Vodka. Or yeah, something it was like just that. like so blatant. Good yeah. God, King Hippo, fat Polynesian Islander. <laughs> yep. I mean, dude, that game was so racist. Yeah, they and the last boss was a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the most offensive game ever made. People often forget that Mike Tyson was a rapist. I know. He's like, they he's really this cultural, do. like, you know, I meme mean, now, but he, yeah. he did some raping, y'all. He did some raping. Nothing to look up to. No, no, not, not at all. <laughs> but uh, speaking of, this is way off topic, but I, 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 uh, I may have said this at times i love watching people beat the hell out of each other yeah i don't know why it's fun to me um i will oftentimes just look up mike tyson knockouts i was watching oh a mike God, tyson dude, knockout yeah. video the other day and it's just like it's frightening. he it was, was like lightning striking he dude. was a frightening man yeah yeah he's that kind of person that that if you were not like a trained fighter he could probably literally kill you yeah. with like two punches in a fight yeah yeah. When you watch how that guy fucking moved, it was like a damn there would be, robot, like a cyborg. There would be blows that would just glance off the top of people's heads or whatever and knock them out. Just yeah. like it was just like you were getting a quarter of his strength. Yeah. And imagine he that knocked head your on. ass out. Yeah. Anyway. I don't unbelievable, know man. It's unbelievable stuff. What do you think about the cast of kids? Now, the heart of any Elm Street flick mm. is, of course, those wascally teens <laughs> yeah. that are going to get ground up in the Freddy machine. Yeah, other than uh, Deb and Alice and yeah. 
Rick. Yeah. None of the actors are very good. No. Deb is good. Brooke Thies is a good actor. She's actually... Deb's uh, actually a pretty good actress. Yeah, yeah she, she's in a lot of other stuff. I, I never noticed this before until looking this uh, at this episode, yeah. or, or at this sequel, Yeah, yeah. that three girls from Elm Street were sisters in the show Just the Ten of Us. Another TGIF show. I don't remember that show. Oh, you don't? It was an no. uh, uh, offshoot of uh, the one with Alan Thicke. Um, step by Step? Step by Step. No, Step by Step. No. That was Patrick Duffy. Yeah. Fuck. All those uh, 80s dads are fucking yeah. saying, man. Doing it the Buster King. <laughs> that Second was the theme song. around. Yeah. But anyway, the, three of the, the sisters in that were huh. uh, from... Elm Street, and one of them was Brooke Thies, and one of them was Heather Langenkamp. I can't remember the other one. Oh, but shit. She was from part two. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but the acting isn't great, but I don't think it's their fault. I don't think they had time to do much. Knowing what you know about the movie, yeah. it's just like, yeah, that dialogue yeah. was probably not even written on paper five minutes yeah. before they started filming. Right. I think the actors who were just good because they've been doing it a while or whatever, they yeah. could drop in and do that scene, and it turns out fine. But the others who were just starting out... We're struggling with it. Yeah. Our, our, our homegirl, Tuesday Night. Oh, yeah. Tuesday Night, who replaces Patricia Arquette. Yeah. The extremely charismatic <laughs> Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Not really a strong replacement. She is no. pretty fucking bad in this, she man. She is, and both uh, Kincaid and what was the other guy's name? Oh, yeah. Kincaid and the, the horny guy that's yeah. deaf. <laughs> both of those actors. He's not deaf. He's mute. Both of those actors said in the documentary that like there was no chemistry. Like They just didn't have any chemistry with her the way they had with Patricia Arquette. So well, like, like everybody wanted to date Patricia Arquette yeah, on the Dream well, Warriors. Why not? She's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. was awesome. They kind of try to reprise some of the, the Dream Warriors characters to kind of pick up right where yeah. the story left off. Like you said, Kincaid and, yeah. and, and all that stuff. Well, yeah, and this, it's, I mean, it's a smart idea to connect the, because they are supposed to be the last of the Elm Street children. Yeah. We're told that in the third one. Right. So how are we going to have a Freddy after this? But they killed him off immediately so early dude yeah. um, and, and the thing that kills me about it too like the way that they killed them off um they didn't really put up much of a fight or really like King muster up their did. dream power yeah Kincaid like throws a car over yeah, and is he, immediately like yeah, yeah yeah I fucking did it it's like you fought Freddy before you I know I got you motherfucker I was, I was <laughs> really good Kincaid I was working on it good. I was working on it I was watching him over and over and trying to get because yeah. I love that dude's voice oh he's awesome he's yeah, great he's yeah. great but it's like even he would know that's, that's not going to be the end of Freddy right yeah. you know and then other dude just gets like lured into the waterbed yeah. by the hot chick, and he's he's toast. That's pretty immediate, yeah. Yeah, and, and Kirsty, like, yeah, like she's she's from the beginning going into that dream realm, just making sure he's not there. Yeah. So like we see her over and over in there, but she never does anything. Like she's not the Kristen we know from part three. No, uh, uh-uh. not that's something that struck me as I was like she's not really acting like Kristen. No would or did right. you know so that to me was kind of that was kind of lame and i do i do think the way that they brought freddie back is it's almost so stupid that you're like yeah okay cool whatever yeah. dog pisses fire oh, yeah i actually like that i like how dumb it was just a yeah. dog pisses fire and it somehow reanimates it's him. the opposite of the convoluted well there was a spell right. you don't know about and right. blah, blah, blah. like it's the complete opposite of that yep. which is like you know what fuck it you don't even care how freddy comes back no you just want him back yeah so whatever a dog pisses fire that's fine yeah. they'll, they'll go with it like mm-hmm. i could picture them having a meeting and just being like yeah they'll go with it don't well, fucking it, worry that was Randy harlan's 
idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and everybody was saying that was his idea and fucking nailed it, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, seriously, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. dude. It's well, totally he, fine. Like, he's, his, that is something you see in his movies. He doesn't overthink things. No. And because he didn't overthink it, it's perfect for Freddy. Yeah. Because it's fucking punk rock. Who gives a shit? Yeah, whatever. Freddy's back. That's all that really matters. That's that's the thing that, like, I think if you put Rennie Harlan in more situations like that, he could thrive. Yeah. He could make some good movies. Like a Night of the Living Dead type thing. Sure, yeah. Let him do that. Let him do that. Uh, yeah, let him, because uh, he, uh, he made a movie called Devil's Pass, which is about the Jetlov Pass incident. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Mm. Nine people in the Ural Mountains went camping and then they were later found all of them undressed like outside the the tent all Whoa. of them dead mysteriously holy shit he made that and it was like a direct video sort of thing but got pretty good reviews oh, and like huh. i've heard is i've heard from horror fans it's it's a good movie well shit i think he might like he really just needs his opportunity to do more horror where he can his not give a fuck sort of way yeah can work i see that i yeah. see that yeah, so I hate that they killed off the Dream Warriors early on and they didn't yeah. really get to put up much of a fight about well, without it. without Patricia Arquette, we didn't want to really see him around, did we? That's fair enough, too. Yeah. yeah, if I would have had a whole movie of Tuesday night yeah. not being even nearly as good as Patricia Arquette was, no. it would have been a letdown. But still, Kincaid and all those, it's like, yeah, yeah they, Kincaid's they, great. they yeah. could have hung around. They could have been in the flip The other guy, though, um, he wasn't good in this. It was like... It was like he was mad or something that he was there. <laughs> yeah. And he said in the documentary that he didn't even know he was going to be in the movie until his agent just called him and said, hey, uh, you're going to be filming yeah. Run on Street 4 in a week or something. <laughs> so like, it seemed like he was just mad the whole time. Right. And the way he presented all of his lines was just like, because he doesn't talk much in no. 3. Uh-uh. And I guess it just didn't, I, I couldn't connect to him because I'm like, all right, you talk now. And you're kind of a dick. Yeah, kind of just ruins your character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely so. Now, the other kids that are in the whole crew there are, I don't know, likable enough, I guess, but there's, there's not really much anything else to them past their their fears that you just know or what's going to get them right. killed. You yeah. Know? Yeah, really I mean, other than Alice. I mean, we learn more about Alice, but everybody yeah. else is pretty like, yeah, she's afraid of, uh, she has asthma. Yeah. She's afraid of cockroaches, you know. That's it. That's all we need to know. This Next other, scene. This other guy is a jock, and we only know that because he wears a Letterman jacket. Yeah, all the time. All the time. They they never show him even like catch or throw a ball. <laughs> like it's just he's a jock because he wears the jock also, jacket. Also, when he ends up like joining them, yeah, no reason for that. Zero. Absolutely. Rick none. just shows up at the restaurant to pick up Alice. Yeah. Goes over to his table, and then he comes with him. Yeah. No explanation. <laughs> Rick doesn't even say like, "Hey, you want to come with us?" Yeah, it's just like that's it. These now he's part people. of the group. It's <laughs> so weird. Yeah, the characters in this are, are pretty damn thin. I mean, yeah. I can think back at at some of the characters like from Dream Warriors, and and obviously I think they're all a little bit more unique and fleshed mm -hmm. out. The second one, not really that much. Yeah, you know, there's there's Jesse, and that's kind that's of all about there is it, to yeah. it. Yeah, and in the subsequent ones, I definitely don't remember. 
Oh God, no! Really I, like I know some of the actors that are in it. Like yeah, Seth Green. I know he gets video game killed. But yeah, yeah, he's a video game. I guy. don't remember anything about his yeah. character. I remember there's like comic book guy. Yeah, you know. Past that though, yeah, I don't mm. really remember. And Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold show up at one point. <laughs> oh man, Freddy's dead is so fucking bad. <laughs> it is Holy real. Cow. Fucking yeah, bad. the give a shit was just gone. <laughs> no, none just of fucking it. Fucking gone on that one. <laughs> now the way that they play the characters in this. You know, typically in the L Street movies, you think about a kid having one thing that he's, like, afraid of. Yeah. And that ends up being what kills him. But something about this one that I thought was kind of unique is that it's kind of revealed to us that all these kids have, like, multiple fears. Yeah. So, like, Deb, for example, it's not just that she doesn't like bugs. It's that she's also nuts about her body and fitness and stuff. So her body being morphed into a cockroach is a horrific thing for her. Yeah, super bad. Yeah. And then it's like we find out not only is the nerd girl, you know, like afraid of not being able to breathe. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. She's got her asthma and stuff. Yeah. But she's also like scared of boys. Mm hmm. Yeah. And she's she's never been kissed. And in fact, that was Toy Newkirk's first on screen kiss. Yeah. Was with Freddy Krueger. Which is really strange. (laughs) Really strange. So whenever the kills start rolling around, they're kind of like a culmination of the multitude of things that these kids are scared of. And there are some some dope kills in this. Yeah. There's some really really enjoy like that's where that's where this movie shines is the kills and the effects. Like it just looks great. The uh suck face her just yeah. being completely flattened like that well, let's talk about that because it it's it's Toy Newkirk she's there in class she's taking a test I like when her pen starts like dripping blood out of yeah. it. I thought that was cool. Uh-huh. Then says, there's like a big robot hand that comes out of the yeah, desk. That, I liked that. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of took me a while to think about it and I was like, well, I guess she is like kind of nerdy and like she makes stuff. devices she made that thing to make bugs go away yeah the bug zapper thing apparently also can no purpose. shoot lasers at i guess Freddy. so yeah yeah <laughs> because reasons yeah so the, you got the robot hand thing sticking out which i didn't really dig but then yeah whenever teacher freddie comes out and just like sucks all the air out of her mm-hmm. that was cool yeah that was actually pretty brutal it was yeah i like seeing that one the uh the beach death that we uh-huh. have for kirsty or christy there um yeah she she almost gets killed on the beach but then for some reason freddie sends her back to that to a, the house on yeah. elm street yeah to go down into the boiler room right and then he throws really her in understand. a fire yeah like that i don't i either quit he should just killed her in the quicksand but i guess then she couldn't pass her powers to yeah alice, alice. yeah i think that's the whole, that's the whole reason why they had to do it that way i like that it's the way that they thought of to pass her the powers was just a white light in an 80 yard line i give you my powers <laughs> yeah <laughs> again just to give a fuck is just like you know it doesn't even it matter doesn't because it really doesn't honestly like i really i we've been doing this for over 100 episodes. I get real into details with movies. When I watch this movie, I think I'm glad they didn't get into that detail because it probably wouldn't have made any sense. You know, you're not... The less you get into it, the more it's like, oh, fine. I kind of wanted to to bust this thing's chops a little bit harder for stuff like that, but actually kind of now that you're saying it and I'm really thinking like, okay... Eller, would it really be better if yeah. there was some logical explanation of how yeah, she gave her imagine. powers? And I'm like, I really don't know if that would necessarily be better. No. Again, it goes back to does it make it better? Though? Yeah, would it make the 
the film better. It would make it would make a story more sensical. Yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. But would it make this film about this basically Bugs Bunny serial killer? Dream uh, Demon guy. Dream Demon. Would it make this movie better to know? Because like, probably not. I really feel like that is where Dream Child and all that stuff actually starts getting into the weeds and s- stops being fun is where it gets into Freddy's backstory. Okay, yeah. Because it's like, I don't care. Right. I thought he was a fun child killer that right. we all we all love for some reason. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the same, dude. That's just quick side note, too. That's that's why I'm like really having a hard time getting behind this new Joker movie that's coming out. Yes. Is, I love is, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, and he's great. I, I think he could do it great, but I don't care about the Joker's backstory. No. That's been like the thing about him forever. I know, right? It's so fucking annoying. It's mm-hmm. like the lamest thing you can do is tell me authoritatively why the Joker is the way he is. Yeah. That's the worst. It really is. That's the Rob Zombie Halloween thing I've, I've ranted about a hundred right. times, only way worse because mm-hmm. we've had like a million years of Joker. Yeah. I don't need to authoritatively know where he came from. That's the worst thing you can do. It, he's, the mystery of who the Joker is yeah. is like, I mean, we know basically, but like... The comics have never gone so far into it, really. Yeah. But yeah, Gotham did it, apparently. They yeah. got really into his backstory, and then, yeah, this new Joker movie. And I'm not stoked about yeah. it. One of my favorite kills in this is definitely the, the cockroach kill that, yeah, that goes is, through. I think the best, probably. It's so fucking gross. And I've seen where a lot of people say that this is like one of the worst deaths in the whole franchise. And I'm like, are you worst? kidding? It's fucking awesome. What? I know the special effects are amazing. They're great. And it's so gruesome and fucked up because mm-hmm. it just keeps going and going. Mm-hmm. Like it's bad enough that she's there working out and her arms get broken Ugh. backwards. Again, great effect. Yeah. Great sound effect and stuff there too. That's really bad. And she has like rubber arms cause they're just mm-hmm. shattered and stuff. That's bad enough. But then you get this great, very like Cronenberg-y fly. It was so cronenberg yeah. yeah. I loved it. Uh, cockroach transformation. Mm-hmm. And dude, it's so bad. She's like halfway transformed and you mm-hmm. can tell she's just like in total agony and she wanders away into the Roach Motel thing. Yeah. Then like that scene where she, she falls on the glue trap and her human face like sticks to the glue <laughs> yeah. trap oh. and the cockroach head pulls back. It's so great, and even the way that they edited it and stuff, too, was was really mm-hmm. wonderful. You never really truly see where it changes yeah, to. Yeah, they did a real good job with it. Yeah, rubber yeah. face, you know? And the way that all the, the glue and goop was on her face, too, really yeah. hid the, the effect very well. So fucking weird and gross. I think it's one of the most unique kills in the entire mm-hmm. thing. And they foreshadowed it a little bit when... <laughs> this is one of my favorite lines yeah? of any Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Rick, who... Every time we see him, just got done talking to a large group of people. He's the most popular, <laughs> guy, popular kind of guy in the man. fucking world. This well, guy, hey, he's, he's always he's, like, oh, hey, guys, I was just talking to, you know, every other student in the school. And they yeah. were like, you're so, like, understanding. And, like, you seem to be a really decent dude. <laughs> you remind me so much of young Johnny Depp and Christian Slater. Yeah, kind of, but, like, a nerd. Yeah. Like, Kind of like everybody nerdy. at once. Yes. I don't know. He says, um, he's, this is when, uh, like after Kincaid and what's his name died. Yeah. And, uh, Alice and, uh, Kristen are walking into the class and it's right before Kristen notices that Kincaid and what's his name are gone. He says, yeah, I've never thought, uh, Goethe and we said, I never thought Kafka Kafka and Goethe are irreconcilable. And I was like, 
fuck? <laughs> Why are you talking about that? Yeah, that's so weird. I mean, okay, yeah, that is a that. First off, that's a topic of conversation one would have in a German literature class. <laughs> Don't know why you be is doing a that in high school. school. Um, <laughs> second of all, the Kafka reference, cockroach, Kafka metamorphosis. metamorphosis. Yeah. Uh, so that's fun. <laughs> but I like that line. I just love because I know there's no way it was written. Yeah. Is, is there any way on an outline of a script, basically, that that very specific no, line was absolutely there? not. So he was just saying that himself. Like, what? what where did that come from? Like, what, did somebody say that to him? And he was like, oh, that sounds real pretentious. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kafka and oh, yeah. Goethe never were irreconcilable to me. Hmm. Oh, there's my girlfriend and my sister. Huh? <laughs> Steve, I want to crack me open another cold crack one Crack a beer. Let's get, let's get a pull of something here. This is going to be a weird one I'm looking forward to trying out. Also I'm from excited. the private estate of one notorious Roger Dean Miller. Citrus pepper. This is a Gars Beer Company, Citrus Pepper Farmhouse Ale. I am very curious about what this must be like. And it says here it was brewed by Straight to Ale in Huntsville, Alabama, for Gars. And I don't know how that works. How does that happen? But it tells us here this golden orange farmhouse ale is built around an expressive Belgian yeast and brewed with coriander and basil. I like those things. The beer begins with orange, basil, and lemon zest. The finish is dry with a touch of black pepper on the very end. Citrus flavors are derived from the coriander. The black pepper evolves from a combination of the basil and the yeast, and no citrus fruit or black pepper are added. It's really driving home citrus and black pepper. It does say that a whole bunch. It's a six percenter. Now that smell is different. Yeah, Which that is. Huh. So is it's it? kind of like a sour. Okay, I mean, it's a farmhouse. So I kind of yeah. expect it to be somewhere in mm-hmm. that spectrum. I've not historically had a lot of farmhouses that I really liked. Honestly, uh, yeah, I haven't either. Uh, not not huge on farmhouses. But I know that Saisons. Roger knows that about us. Yeah, so he's probably chosen a good one. He, he's given us something real freaky, like to turn us on to the world. Of the farmhouse. You just got you a pull of that. What do you think about that? Oh. Is that weird, wild stuff? Okay. You're understanding It's got it? some farmhouse to it. Yeah. But it's li- It's not as... Oh, that smell is it interesting. Smells, I can definitely is. smell the basil uh-huh. a lot. It's got, it's got some of that farmhouse feel to it, but it is It is like herby and peppery. Whoa. That is really unique. Yeah. That's interesting. The first things that I get out of it, it it's weird. It tastes like fall. Like, I want yeah. to drink this yeah, while yeah. I'm, like, carving a pumpkin or something. Yeah, that's exactly... Yes. This does taste like, in a positive way, uh, an Oktoberfest type of beer, mm-hmm. but more flavor and less of that Martzen just cloying yeah, sweet grossness. Yeah, kind of thing. This is sweeter than a lot of farmhouses that yeah. I've had. That's interesting. I need to go in and inspect a little bit more of this right mm-hmm. here. But yeah, first thing that I took that first sip and I'm like, oh, fall. Yeah. You know? I like it. Man, oh, man. Yeah, it's good. That's unique. But it's it also... Says to pair it with Indian, Asian, or Mexican dishes. I like all them things. I could see that working pretty good. Interesting. Thanks, RDM, for that. That is a unique brew indeed. I find myself enjoying it quite verily. <laughs> quite verily. We got to talk about that karate kill. <laughs> Because that's a 10 out of 10, for sure. <laughs> yeah, this is the best kill of the whole series. It's so bad. Um, it's so fucking bad, Steve. Here's how that, that scene came together, Ben. <laughs> Again, they didn't have much of a script. Yeah. but No budget. No budget. No budget at this point, because they had already shot everything 
basically, and they had shot Rick's funeral. Yeah. But they didn't have a death scene for Rick. <laughs> but they didn't know how he got there. Nor did they have Robert England, nor did they have money. Oh, so that's why he's invisible? Yes. <laughs> so what are, you, what are you saying? Like, he wasn't available during the shoot? He wasn't shooting? available during the shoot, because they were done. He was done. Like, Robert England's not going to show up for some pickup shots to sit through six hours of Freddy Krueger makeup. Yeah. To shoot this scene. So holy shit, that's so dumb. They have an invisible Freddy fight. You know what they really should have done instead is have him just die in his sleep without us seeing the dream. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you know, he just dies of natural causes. Yeah, just natural causes. Yeah, just, that's just unrelated to Freddy. <laughs> yeah. Also, our pal Rick died. <laughs> yeah, he had a, a, an embolism, or like he had well, like a, a, you a, would not expect a stroke it. or something. Every, man, that would be real interesting if in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, early on in the movie, somebody died not by Freddy. Yeah. But then everybody was like, that must have been Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, he had, a, he had some infected wisdom teeth. Freddy kills as he's killing him. They're, they're like, this one's for Stubbins or whatever his name was. And I didn't Freddy's like, that one, bitch. That wasn't me, bitch. <laughs> I mean, I would have wanted to. <laughs> yeah. But he died before I could get to him. This is a real philosophical conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that karate scene is just so fucking bad. Man. Yeah. It's so bad. Well, I like, and the thing is, like, because he, he was... He's trained in some martial arts, and we see him practicing, which honestly looked to Doing me some like kiyaku. he looked like Mac and Always Sunny whenever he does karate. But Absolutely, like, whatever. Absolutely um, right. But anyway, so like he he had sort of in his mind choreographed this much more interesting, more like martial arts centric fight. Yeah. But then when he got there, they were like, "No, just like make him real big punches. Yeah, bigger punches. <laughs> just bigger, like make bigger. It real big. <laughs> Everything roundhouse. So he just ends, yeah. So he just ends up looking stupid, <laughs> fighting an invisible, swinging Freddy. wild. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, he works pretty well with what he has to work with. Yeah, he's he's he sells it okay. But you know, inside he was just going. God damn it, this is so fucking stupid. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I just love the spirit of this film because think about that. Like, all right, yeah, you're not going to have $13 million, but yeah. you and your friends get together and say in six weeks, we're going to have a fucking movie. <laughs> like, pretty ambitious. You just do it. Pretty fucking ambitious. Yeah, and it ends up fine yeah like how <laughs> how how is that great. possible <laughs> great job it's like it's like the opposite of pet cemetery where it's like you had 30 you years had 30 fucking years and a gigantic budget right and all you came up with was basically the original movie yeah and then this it's like you had six weeks inexperienced everybody great special effects department let's fucking go yeah floor it i don't care it's <laughs> fucking floor boom, it just nailed it the waterbed death is cool uh, i think it's actually pretty terrifying too like the, yes to me that's one of those things that has always like struck me as absolutely mortifying so you hear those Stuck tales under of, the water yeah or like mm -hmm. people that get trapped under ice yeah. and stuff like that holy shit Ooh. i can't think of anything that would be worse than God. that personally especially so cool. under the ice like if you could see the sun. Oh my god, dude. Just you're drowning and you're like I'm so it's close. Right there. So fucking close, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. And uh yeah, that's you know, the, the Dream Warriors get killed off in kind of unspectacular ways. I would have liked yeah. to have seen more like absolute brutality yeah. go into their killings. I mean Kincaid just gets stabbed. Yeah, exactly. Just pretty much it. The claw to the to the stomach, basically. Yeah, pretty and much it. Dead, yeah. It's kinda odd too that they decided 
in the middle of this, which I guess also Friday the 13th did the same thing where they're like, I don't know, let's have a few of these movies run together because Dream Warriors runs into this, introduces yeah. Alice. Alice yeah. runs into the next one as well. Right. There's She's kind of a- this like mini trilogy yeah. in the middle of the whole franchise. It's kind of like the, the, oh, to- yeah. the Tommy trilogy. Like, yeah, so Dream Warriors, Dream Master, and Dream Child yeah. would be like just little arc itself. Yeah, that's interesting. And I it's like just that. like it's just like how Friday Thirteenth had the the Tommy right. movies, you know, Tommy yeah, Tommy Jarvis flicks. Yeah, who started out as Corey Feldman and then turned into two different people, turned into a couple different people. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, so I like that they kind of tried to do that with this. I think they they probably could have planned it out thought it out a little bit yeah. better to make a bigger overarching story but again right. might not have made it better oh yeah i'm not sure that it would i'm yeah. not sure honestly when you get to the fourth movie about a dream demon who kills teenagers yeah. it's like if you can make this watchable you're doing a good job <laughs> and you did, you did it you made it watchable what, you did a good job what do you think about how freddie gets a lot more zany and quippy and comic booky and stuff in this well, that, that's obviously an effect of not having the script because that's robert england that's just how he is as a person you think He's, that's him filling in the gaps yeah, i mean because he famously came up with the welcome to welcome prime, prime time, time bitch yeah. and like yeah he's he is the quipster he's the one who brought that in hmm. and it fits well a little bit old Bobby UK. Old Bobby UK. Just showing up with right there. With a flick knife glove. <laughs> what if you had? Oh my God. Oh, just a glove of flick glove knives? With slitch blades on oh, the end. Oh, man. That'd be deadly. <laughs> I want them to be isotoner gloves, too. Like yeah. I'm OJ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. No, those weren't isotoners, were they? they? Not? I think, they, I think were. they were. Yeah. Pretty sure they were. Oh, yeah. And the shoes were Bruno Molly's. That's <laughs> Why right. Why do you fucking remember you- that? <laughs> Were you like super like, fascinated by the OJ yes, case when you were a kid? Yeah, everybody was, weren't they? <laughs> we all watched the OJ case play out on television. I remember watching the Bronco chase on TV. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. I remember all that. Yeah, the, he had Bruno Molly's. They were like $600 Italian shoes and then isotoner gloves. Like $15 gloves. <laughs> what? Priorities, man. <laughs> Fucking priorities. Yeah, you know, in the other movies, Freddy had been more of this... Uh, this dark menacing presence with right. very little screen time I and mean, he's barely right. in the first in this, one i wouldn't say he's dark at all this no. is a completely lightened up yeah like funner version of freddy maybe sadistic but always in like a silly yeah. kind of way bugs bunny yeah yeah it is it is like an evil bugs bunny mm-hmm. which i'll say i think the shift happened a little fast yeah it was very quick there's yeah. a few quips in in dream warriors yeah welcome to prime getting, time bitch yeah there's a couple other things. He starts he says, getting yeah. a little silly in that one. Yeah. But in this one, it is just like from the get-go. It's like you said, first thing we see with him, he's putting on sunglasses and he's on the beach <laughs> in broad daylight. Like He's no longer in the shadows. <laughs> That's a big difference here. Out a, whipped out a guitar, too. Oh, just did some shredding? Shreddy Krueger? Shreddy Krueger. <laughs> David Blaine's himself out of the water onto the beach. It's oh, like, he does that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, poof, I'm David Blaine. Like, yeah, he explodes out of a sandcastle. He really is doing like everything a six-year-old would think is cool. Like, There's a lot of Michael Bay-ish explosions in oh, this yeah. movie where stuff just blows up. Like well, yeah. when he blows up out of the sandcastle. Rennie Harlan's a spirit animal is Michael Bay for sure. <laughs> like he, Dude, Alice screams in class. Not even in the dream. No. And the windows blow out of the okay, fucking place. I had a real... Okay. What? This is this is perhaps an herbally infused thought. But... Um, I, I was watching that and I was thinking like, cause when those windows explode, 
that would have been a real like traumatic moment. And before she screamed, it was Bob Shea sort of droning on. Yeah. And then she screams and then the windows bust. And I, I don't know why I thought this, but I got really into this headspace where I was like, if you were sitting near her, you'd have trouble remembering whether or not she screamed before or after the windows. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is when, oddly like, specific. When crazy shit happens, like <laughs> shit gets mixed up yeah, in your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. first? And, and your head would want to make sense of it. So it would be the like, there's no way she screamed she screamed. and then the windows busted. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's impossible. I don't know why. Like Stone Stephen was <laughs> like, awesome. "Wow, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> you know, the only thing that I could keep thinking about is like, could you imagine how weird it is to be from that school, <laughs> like to grow up in that in like that time die period all, all the, the time. time? Yeah, it's like you talk to other people when you're in college. You're like, "Oh yeah, there was there was a chick at my high school that that blew the whole football team or Whoa, whatever." Yeah. yeah, there's a girl in my class got pregnant when she's fourteen. God, her jaw was tired. No doubt, man. It's gotta be fucking Ooh, exhausting. The whole football I bet team? there's a lot of a lot of Minutemen in that crowd. Mm, I'm gonna a say a lot of, of those dudes probably just cried. Yeah. yeah. Probably, that. probably yeah. that. And maybe there were some good guys who were like, Are you like really into this? Or you like feel pressure? Because <laughs> yeah. like I'm not interested <laughs> yeah. in not for me. <laughs> sloppy fiftieths. Yeah, no, not for me. <laughs> not for me. But then you talk to these people and they're like, Yeah, over a ten year period. At least 48 kids that went to my school got, like, inexplicably maimed. One guy... They just go to sleep and wake up dead. One guy shot out of his bed as a geyser of blood. Yeah, that was strange. It was a little odd. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, too. If you think about it... Okay, the parents find these kids in these various states of what happened to them in the dreams. Like, the mom finds the waterbed kid, like, floating in the waterbed, right? right? Yeah. Uh, Kincaid, like, bleeds out and stuff like that. He doesn't have a family. What does Cockroach Girl's corpse look like? It's a good question. Like, did, did, was she ever found? Was it just like, she just fucking vanished because she got turned into a cockroach. Did They didn't have a funeral for her or anything, did they? I don't think they showed it. What? She just gone. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? Like, probably left the town because all those kids keep dying. <laughs> yeah, that would that be, makes that'd be the logical conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's like at this point it doesn't even phase them because it seems like these kids have these horrific, brutal deaths, and yeah. then it's like whatever. School's back in session the next yeah. day. Nobody's even phased at all. Um, I've mentioned this show before, but Todd in the Book of Pure Evil, yeah. plays on that idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's a high school where, like, of course, every episode is some demon or whatever killing a bunch of people, and it's just like the idea is like, yeah, that just happens at the school. <laughs> I think it happens right here, I guess. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, Freddy in this one, like I said, this is where he does definitely become the star of the entire show. His, yeah. his makeup looks pretty good. I think it honestly probably would have looked better if it wasn't in like bright ass light and daylight for a lot of the movie. Yeah, he is. Everything's really bright. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong at all, I think, with the makeup. I think it was just that it didn't really suit being lit as right. hard as, as it was. Yeah. But I will say this, man, you know, and and again, some people love this movie. Some people really don't like this movie at all. Mm. But I think one thing that we can all agree on, this is probably the best Freddy Vanquish of all of them, of the entire series. Yeah. The Freddy death in this Mm -hmm. is so brutal. It is. And awesome. It looks great. Oh, and also features, I meant to mention this when I was talking about all the 80s shit that's in this, Mm -hmm. Leanna Quigley's boobs. Right. (laughs) Leanna. Or Linnea. Linnea Quigley. Linnea Quigley, who 
already had a career. Yeah. Just shows up to put her boobs in. Yeah. So Not that's even just, her, that's her face. Thing. No, huh? Just, she's like, oh, you're going to have boobs in that movie? I got them. Might as well be mine. Might as well be my boobies. I'm 80s horror movie boob lady. That's, I mean. That's her thing. Yeah, she said it in that, like, uh, documentary I watched about Return of the Living Dead, where she was just like, I had this great body. I just wanted to show it off. And it's like. Very awesome. Great. Badass. Awesome. Except that, did you, do you remember this? In production of that that shot with the big body thing it was a huge body thing (laughs) it fell over over and there was like there was a lady up at the top on like a catwalk yeah who like sort of controlled some of it Uh and it just like pulled her she's just this little asian lady just pulled it looked rough dude it looked rough as fuck yeah and the funny thing is though because like (laughs) when if you watch it just go watch never sleep again just at least to see this part because before it happens the, the direct whoever's directing the shot is probably second unit director yeah, yeah. or whatever off screen is just yelling Linnea stick your chest out more. oh yeah Linnea. <laughs> <laughs> and she's probably like I've only heard yeah. this on set about a million uh-huh. times <laughs> That is funny. It's awesome too when you see that how they did that effect. Yeah, because it looks great. You know, it's to replicate the the little tiny baby soul faces mm-hmm. and stuff that are on Freddy's chest that we first saw in Dream Warriors. Yeah. And you don't realize it, but it's like in order to make a full size human look like a little baby soul on a you chest, make a gigantic chest. Yeah, that chest yeah. has to be like twenty fucking feet. And it was. High. And and they did they uh, call back to the original Nightmare on Elm Street. They used just that, like, uh, oh, yeah, like a latex wall, yeah, like a latex wall, and just push through it. Oh, I didn't think about that being similar to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it absolutely is. That's great. I hadn't thought about that. It looks fucking awesome. You can never really tell, like, when they go to the cuts of the big ginormous chest. Mm And when it's like just the prosthetic thing on on Robert England, it's really well done and extremely well edited. But dude, when all those like little baby arms start shooting out of him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then start like tearing at his own face. That's so good. And dude, when they rip like the top part of his head off of his bottom uh-huh. jaw, name one other time you've seen that brutal of violence inflicted on Freddy. Yeah, you're right. It, that's the best Freddy death. Yeah, because I mean, think about it. In the first one, you've got, I take your power away. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of like vanishes into glitter. That's lame. Yeah, yeah, super weak. Second one. What? Second one is it's kind the, of the Ghostbusters thing where yeah. he like burns up and crackles out. Right. Um, and Jesse's in there. Like, yeah, Dream Warriors. Fuck what what happened there? Yeah. Oh, all, all the they they put the holy water on him and like light like shoots out of his body. Oh, right. Yeah, it's kind of weak. It's like that it's cool, weak. but it's yeah. not brutal. Like this is the only time that you really see brutal violence yeah. enacted on Freddy. Uh huh. I mean, and other than awesome. that time they burn him to death. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That was pretty brutal. <laughs> I guess that was pretty brutal yeah. when you think about it. But yeah, I love the way that Freddy goes out in this. Although the, the way that he is weakened makes no sense. Like him and Alice have a pretty okay fight. Yeah. You can tell Freddy's sandbagging really hard. Yeah, I don't know why Freddy didn't just murder the fuck out of him. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those things where it's like, why is this a physical fight? Yeah. Like, wouldn't a fight with Freddy with a dream master... Wouldn't it be her controlling her dream to fight him? Like they're fighting right. for control of the dream. Now that could have been really cool. Yes. Yeah. And like instead the, of just 
I'm hitting you. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't really affect me much. I, I do have this knife glove, but I'll just let you hit me, I guess. And she's also powered up with all of her friend skills. <laughs> that never really makes any sense. Like, no, she starts no. picking up all My- these habits of her friends. Like, she starts smoking, <laughs> yes! like Kirsten. And- I hated that. Why? So much. Because first off, Kristen didn't smoke in Dream Wars. No, but she smokes like a freight train in this one. Sort of. Because Tuesday night obviously doesn't know how to smoke. <laughs> because the second time it shows her smoking, she tries to light the cigarette and fails and then just keeps with it. <laughs> like, I, and notice, I succeeded. I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's um, funny. But this is just a Hollywood, like, I, I think like up until the 90s and maybe even still today, the assumption has to be with every single character in a Hollywood movie. Yeah. That they do smoke, they're not doing it right now. Right. Every Because she pulls a cigarette out and then says, what am I doing? I don't smoke. She had cigarettes, though. <laughs> but she did have them. Yeah. They didn't appear from nowhere. I mean, it's just like in Suspiria where, like, you know, she suddenly smokes when she's all stressed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, where did this come from? Yeah, where the fuck did this come from? Like, all the time in movies, you just have to assume this person definitely smokes. It's just... We got to wait for the right moment for it to happen. Right. I know. It annoyed the shit out of me that she pulled that cigarette out because I was like, I don't carry cigarettes because I don't smoke. Yeah, exactly. Where the fuck do you have cigarettes? When you decide to smoke, you just reach in your pocket. It's like the sorcerer's stone. Oh, right. Yeah. It's just there. You reach there. It's like, oh, oh there it is. You look in the mirror of air said. <laughs> yeah. And then you started smoking. <laughs> I think that Kirstie was looking on from the great beyond, just really disappointed too. Or she's like, man, she got these like ninja skills from her brother and yeah. all this other stuff. And I didn't she's get like, anything. Well, she's like, and what did she get from me? Fucking smoking. smoking? <laughs> That's my power? That's my identifying trait is smoking? Right. Fucking A. She looks in the mirror and says, fucking A. She does. Why? I don't know. I think that they're just like, this is still PG-13. Let's put the F-bomb in yeah, there somewhere. Yeah, throw it in there. It's still fucking A. Yeah. So they did it. Could have just had Freddie go, fuck. Yeah. But no, they went with fucking A. <laughs> the whole like nursery rhyme thing. That oh, they, yeah, that makes that, no that's, sense. That's like makes no sense in kind of a lame way to me. Yeah, a lot of lame ways. Yeah, because it's like she says, remember that old nursery rhyme? And then she says it's some of it, like but the like Lord's she prayer. doesn't remember it. Yeah. Well, like her mom kind of arbitrarily, somebody's mom like arbitrarily kind of mentioned it early in the movie. Right. Well, it must have been, been Kristen's mom because she's. I think that's the only mom we see. Yeah, because yeah. Alice's dad is, is the male equivalent of the mom from the first one. Right. Yeah, because we, we first see him, he's pouring vodka into a coffee mug. Yeah. Which is her thing. Yeah. That's that's her cocktail. <laughs> that's a that's a half-dommer that's for a those half-dommer, keeping yeah. up with the show. It's a half-dommer <laughs> right there. So there's this like halfway bastardized like Lord's Prayer Yeah. that somehow helps vanquish Freddy. That, that to me is like... Whereas we said there was other stuff in the movie where it's like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but what the fuck ever, who cares? I think there was a better way oh, yeah. for her to be like, Definitely. you have the souls of my friends in me and I know my friends will fight for me Yeah, and starts calling on him and that's when the arms start coming out. Like that mm-hmm. would have been better than like, also here's this Soul dumb- of Kincaid. Yeah. And then he does something. <laughs> Power of Mastodon. <laughs> and Whatever. then a Mastodon shows up. Yeah. yeah. Or the band Mastodon. The band Mastodon yeah. shows up and cool just too. fucking wails away and Play he's like, riffs. oh shit. Can't take the riffs. Can't take the riffs. Bitch. 
<laughs> just those bitches. Yeah, there. exactly. Can't take the riffs, bitch. <laughs> That's what Shreddy Krueger would say. That's what Shreddy Krueger yeah. would say for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that to me was was kind of weak. I didn't really like that. I I'll say if I'm gonna keep complaining about this movie too, mm-hmm. it doesn't really do much to expand the Elm Street universe. No, it's, it it is a placeholder. Just like we need a Freddy movie. We want it to basically be like the one we just made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you don't really learn anything about Freddy. The world doesn't get bigger. He doesn't expand out beyond. You don't find out about Amanda Kruger. No. And you don't find out about him having a daughter or any of the other things right. you learn in like five, six, seven, eight. Or any kind of like cool advancement where, I don't know, like th- there's somebody who can enter into Freddy's dreams or yeah, that'd be anything fun. Something, or, yeah, a wh- dream master. Like seriously, if they, because the title existed before the script, yeah. but if they had really went with dream master and given her dream powers yeah. that were equivalent to Freddy's, right, where that would have like been interesting. A lucid dreamer, so yes. whenever she, like, you know, Freddy's in her dream, she can like control the reality right. and stuff like that. It's like, that would have been a cool way to take this formula and kind mm-hmm. of expand on it a little bit, but it doesn't really. It gives us all the same stuff where it's but like... But they're also learning a lot from releasing these movies and seeing what the audience goes for mm-hmm. to see what they can make, what they can do in the future. So I think Bob Shea, you know, he knew he couldn't do much. They only had six weeks. They had an inexperienced director. Try to keep it as, as close to what you already know is possible and then when the writer strikes over you can move it in a new direction but you don't want your inexperienced director being the person to come up with freddy's new direction right yeah yeah and he just didn't have a choice at that point so right just nothing new <laughs> same old same old this beer is really awesome it is i, I really the more, really yeah, enjoy it the more i'm drinking it more i'm like this is very drinkable i'm not getting the peppery thing it doesn't taste at all like it black tastes, pepper. I say it tastes herbaceous. I can I can yeah. taste some herb to it, but not Yeah. It's herby and spicy and stuff. I seriously just want to have this on a on a brisk October night would be yeah. perfect. I really really, really enjoying it. Now I'll get off the disc train for a second here. I want to talk <laughs> about one more one more thing about this that I do think it does really, really well, which is the 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 dream type feel mm-hmm. that a lot of the segments in yeah. this have. Like one of my favorite things about the first one that I mentioned was never really dug into that well in the some of the later installments and even the second and third ones is that thing where you know you're in one location and then suddenly you're somewhere else mm-hmm. you know or the yeah. inconsistency of time that happens right. in our dreams that's mm-hmm. something that I don't feel like was toyed with nearly enough in installments of this franchise like the people's dreams are not like dreams yeah. you actually have yeah but there's moments in this one that are very yeah. This one did very a good dreamy. job. Like yeah. the the part where early on Kristen turns around from like seeing a tricycle falling down the stairs. And oh yeah, s- turns around to the tricycle falling well, down the stairs. And you know what was fun too is like that's really close to the very first part of the movie. Yeah. And I was kind of watching this with a critical eye, and she walks into the house. And I noticed that the staircase where the, the tricycle is falling down is on the left. Yeah. And like, I actually paused the movie and I was like, oh my God, they even got the staircase on the wrong side. Uh-huh. But then she exits through the door and then the staircase is on the right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a mirror image and yeah. she, just like in your dream where you're at a place, but it's not that place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
where it's like really something's well wrong, something's different. Very cool. Uh, we the, also get the time loop. That is extremely yeah. cool. That's also for th- there was enough interesting foreshadowing in this that I would I feel like they must have had somebody on set who knew something about writing or that script had a bit more than an outline because Dan says. Uh, something about the town. He says, I feel mm. like I'm in the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. he experiences these time loops. Like right. he's in the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, I hadn't thought about the connection yeah. there. Yeah. That mm. line did stick out to me. I forgot yeah. about that. Huh. Yeah, that's so cool, and that's so well done. And it's it's interesting, too, that they let it take around like three times or so yeah. through and before it really somebody it, notices. The second time, I was like, did they fuck up? Like, yeah. it wasn't like, you know, when I saw it when I was a kid, but... When I saw it more recently, I was like, did they just fuck up and show the same scene again? Yeah. And you don't get it at first. And then that third time rolls around and it's like, wait a second. Yeah. What is happening here? I love that editing. They roll up to the house and she's like, this is it. This is her house. Mm-hmm. And then she turns the corner and she's back outside the yeah. diner. That's just like something that would happen in a dream. I yeah. really like that. And then the subtle stuff too, like the, uh, the theater scene. Where she's in the theater and she gets sucked into the screen. That looks so good. Extremely cool. Yeah. Very, very, very cool, man. Mm-hmm. And this, not sure, the one of the guys on the documentary mentioned that it might be the first time that someone went through a screen into a movie or a TV show yeah. in a movie. I mean, when was that Take On Me video? <laughs> well, that was a comic book he went into. <laughs> not so. even the fucking same yeah. at all. That's it. I didn't even think about that one because I, I started doing some research to see if he was right. Yeah. Uh, I started looking up times when I knew that had happened and I'm gonna whatnot. Gro- I'm going to Google Take that. Take On Me would have been before that for sure. It, surely it was. Yes. Yeah. Because that seems Take like that's like, like 80, 80 something as fuck. Maybe. Let's see. I'm going to skip this YouTube trial here. <laughs> Take On Me. Take Me on. Take On Me. I'll be gone. What, what, when is it? When does it be? 1986. 86. Okay, so a couple years before. A couple this. years before. So this could have taken from that, I suppose. Yeah, I would. That's exactly where I would assume because I couldn't really find. Like I thought, man, there definitely had to be something, but I couldn't really find anything. I thought, like, oh, definitely there was a Twilight Zone episode or something, but no, I, I couldn't find anything. So. This may be the first time in a film that somebody walks through the screen into a movie or TV, and that is a genius. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's a great idea, and yeah. it, we've seen it turned into entire movies. So that's great. I mean, it's yeah. a real cool, and it looks good the way they do it. Like she hits the screen and then falls in. It it really looks right. Hey, you're welcome, last action hero. Exactly. You're welcome. John McTiernan was watching Nightmare on Elm Street four, and he was like, "That's uh-huh. a you know what." I can make a movie out of that. I can do it. I can work with this. I remember you saying, too, that there was like some weird audio stuff they did in that theater. Oh, yeah. The claps. Listen to it again. The claps are played in reverse. It's like when the the crowd is is like Yeah. So the the crowd starts like applauding when she goes through. And the claps... They're they're played in reverse, so it sounds real that. weird. Yeah, yeah. It's like the visual and the audio aren't really matching yeah. up. Yeah. That's it pretty dope. Interesting. I, I like the way they did that. that. Yeah. Interesting. It's a cool flick, man. It's cool. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest, I didn't like it as much as I thought that yeah. I did. Like in my head, I was like, you know, Dream Warriors is really overrated, which I still I still maintain. Sure. And this one isn't, you know, that much different from it. No, Dream Warriors is definitely better than this one. It definitely I think is. So, yeah. It still drives me nuts how many people rank other installments of the series above part one. 
Yeah. Like so many people. Part one is the best. Yeah. Part one is the fucking best. Yeah. I see so many people where it's like part one ends on, you know, lands on like number four or number five what on the their fuck? list. And I'm like, what the fuck How is that even possible? Yeah. Because people will put three and four and uh, New Nightmare yeah. and all those like above part one. And I'm like, you're ridiculous. No. Yeah, they're wrong. Yeah, that one's <laughs> awesome. There's some stuff in this that I really love. Again, some great kills. It's a cool-looking movie. Again, it's yeah. like an hour-and-a-half-long music video. It really also, is. Also, hour-and-a-half, not too long. Not too long and never feels too long. No, never mm-hmm. never really drags. Because it feels like a number of music videos, it just feels like you've been watching MTV for an hour-and-a-half. Yeah. Like, you got any closing thoughts, closing arguments about this some bitch? Not really. I think, like, we've said it all that there is to say for us at this moment yeah. because it it's not it's not a movie that I thought warranted an exceptionally deep dive. Yeah. Like I put a, a good bit of time into it. I watched the documentary section a couple times, watched the movie itself a few times. Really just sort of dug through everybody's Wikipedia and stuff, but at the end of the day it was like there's not like some interesting deep message to this no, movie. No, I don't think so. It's not like part two or anything like <laughs> yeah, that. It's just yeah. A, just a movie. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun to watch. I enjoy it. I don't hate it at all. Yeah. Because, like, I, I just feel like I can't. It is what it is, man. Yeah. It, it, like, I it's can, like, I fucking hate this Little Caesars pizza. Yeah, it costs me Caesar's next pizza. to nothing, and it's going to feed at least two or three people. <laughs> Fuck yeah. this thing. Fuck this pizza. No. It's fine. It's wonderful. Thank you for Nightmare on Elm Street 4. I enjoyed it. Um, It's not groundbreaking cinema or even a great movie. Yeah. But it's fun, and I like it. Where are you going to rank that thing on a un to ten? I'm, I'm going to give it a six. Six seems solid. Yeah, six. I think it's better than a middle-of-the-road type of movie yeah. because it's so fun, but not because of character development or story or anything right. like that. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. a real fun movie to watch. Yeah, I mm-hmm. can I can agree with that. I think I would probably also toss this a six on top yeah. of it, too, where it's like you said, yeah, I mean, there's no deep message or anything like that. Yeah. It's just a fun pretty movie with a bunch of kids getting murdered yeah and a few quippy zany things some really bad acting but it uh-huh. is it is pretty fucking amazing that it that came they together this off yeah i mean the fact that this even turned out watchable mm-hmm. you know, much less decently enjoyable exactly is something and i'll tell you what after this it does not nope. get better doesn't get better we've hit peak nightmare on Elm street so yeah future well we still have New Nightmare. New Nightmare is, new pretty nightmare cool. is good. Yeah, and New Nightmare is cool. Freddy vs. Jason is fun, but not good. But it's better than those others. Yeah. That are just... Ugh. So I'd like to bid adieu and farewell adieu. to the last pretty damn good Elm Street flicks yeah. with that one. Five will be fun to talk about because it is just such a clusterfuck yeah. of a movie. She like shoots a baby at Freddy. You remember that? Yes. What the fuck? What the fuck is five? I don't understand. And the dream child with his bright blue eyes. Yeah. Going to Jurassic Park. Sounds more like a six foot chicken. Mm. Yeah. He's going to he get what's get coming it. to him. He's going to get it. Yeah. Six for me as well, Steve. Yep. Six for me as well. Now, Steve, what are we going to be talking about on next week's installment of Bad and Blah Blah? I believe, Ben, we're talking about Rob Ert Zombert's. Yeah. 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 House of a Thousand Corpses. House of One Thousand Corpses. 
do we need to go ahead and tell people how we feel about it or should well, let's not spoil it yeah 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 fucking hot topic macho man hot topic macho man. yeah this is the first rob zombie we've done on the show isn't it yeah it isn't is it? isn't it hey this uh, first one bobby uh, zombie isn't it bobby zombie <laughs> <laughs> He's really got me down in the doldrums. Oh, Bobby Z. <laughs> Bobby Z. Bobby Z. <laughs> so you guys be sure to tune in next week to hear our thoughts on House of 1000. Corpse says... Man, I feel like a damn dummy. Yeah? I said Bobby Z. It's like I don't even know British people. Yeah? It's Bobby Zed, isn't it? Oh, it's Zed. It would be it's Bobby, Bobby Zed. Zed. All right. That's the name of the letter. Oy. The letter's name is Zed. Oh, you really gone and cocked that one up, didn't you? <laughs> I cocked it up. Or oh, cocked it right <laughs> up. We did it. Thanks, UK listeners. <laughs> you guys be sure to rate and review on iTunes. This show takes hours to make. Hours and hours. But it only takes you a moment to rate and review on the iTunes. We would really appreciate it. It helps us out a ton. If you want to help the show out and keep it rolling, you guys be sure to rate and review on iTunes and follow us on our myriad social media platforms. Tell them about it, Steve. At Dead Lovely Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, Steve Bot. It's me, Steve Bot. You can also reach us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com They need to program some humanity into these things. Oh, I have humanity, for I love you, Ben. I love you deeply. Oh, someone's turning me off. Oh, Scantron. Oh. Alright, see you later there, Steve Tron. Oh. We'll see you later. Anyway, sorry, I had to go to the bathroom. Did yeah. Steve Tron handle Steve it? Steve Tron took care of his automated mess. He's a little clingy. Son of a bitch. He's a little clean. He's he a little strange, that. but he's always, always telling people he loves him. He yeah. literally does not understand the concept. But you know, we love him. You guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's installment of Dog on Bloggly. You guys That's have us. been Bloggly. We have been Blogged. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye bye. So the fat boys. Yeah, fat boys. All right. So I was reading up on them because I remember the fat boys as a novelty act. That's what I thought of them as too. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think they were like a real rap group. But I thought that they were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they were a group before. They were called the Disco Three. <laughs> <laughs> and they won. They okay. Won, Much they less won, street sounding. They won a rap contest. And that's how the Fat Boys started. <laughs> well, they then they were touring in Europe or something. Yeah. And one of them was fat, but the other two started gaining weight because they were only eating <laughs> shitty, like, tour food. Yeah. And then their manager was like, eat some more Just McDonald's. Go we're going to call you the Fat Boys. <laughs> Well, that's what I was about to say is like, I was thinking in my head, I was like, I hope while they were the Disco 3, they were all like really trim and skinny and stuff. And then they were kind of like how, uh, is it the guy that plays Mac on Sunny was like, it'd be funny if we all got yeah, fat. it'd be funny if we all got fat. So he yeah. got fat. He got fat, yeah. And it was funny. It was funny. God damn, that show's so good. I mean, I what would they show. have called the Fat Boys if it was just one fat one and two like regular size guys? The Disco 3. The Disco 3, yeah. He's the ball. They're the discoers. I like that. Right. He could have a shiny suit. 
all the little mirrors all over and stuff. The, the what the dude that was like the big fat one, he he did die of a heart attack. Well, he was 450 pounds. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But Whoa. he was also the beatboxer, which <laughs> Yeah, if you remember He's fat boy really short of breath. He was real bad. It wasn't good beatboxing, uh-uh. but he pretty much innovated like invented it in a lot of ways. <laughs> But, like, you go back and listen to it, and it really does. It's just like, and then like if you hear Bismarck. A bold new sound. You hear Bismarck or Rozelle, you're like, that guy couldn't beatbox. He was just making stupid yeah. noises every once in a while. <laughs> it's crazy. It's that bold new sound that's taking the streets by storm. It's your son. Or it's your cousin. Marvin Beatbox. <laughs> Is that bold new sound you've been looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's fucking... a fat guy out of breath <laughs> i was gonna say it sounds like a fat guy that just went up the stairs or something yeah 